back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! Hello, boils and ghouls, and welcome to the Halloween offering for this year from the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. Tonight, myself and my three cohorts are bringing you a selection, all beginning with the words trick or treat. And of course, my cohorts are the inimitable Chris Honeywell. Airheads and brain deads are everywhere. <laughs> First of them dare dare lack Luke Jack and Eddie boys is Luke Jack and Eddie. We just got call waiting. Pretty cool, huh? I feel like a total big wig. <laughs> and... You are, Luke. You are. But the bigger bigwig of the Jack and Eddie family is Jay Jack and Eddie. Charlie Brown's an asshole. It stinks like a dead whore out here. <laughs> what are you doing back there, Wilkins? Burying bodies? Sorry. It stinks like a dead whore back here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, so we're covering. I was hoping tonight. somebody would whip out, hey, got ears, dildo? That was, I was close. Oh, I have other <laughs> ones. I, I got other ones. On one. Wait, here we go. Uh, this could kick you off into becoming an absolute pervert. An absolute and, pervert. And I'm going to nail every one of those bastards. Hey, you, so bastards. Learned, you know what Bastard. my backup line was? My backup line was, kids, this stuff's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Which Hazel's line is the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's loaded. So I guess we should tell everybody what we're talking about. So we do have three uh, features of varying lengths to discuss. We've got Trick or Treat, the Disney cartoon from 1952 starring uh, Donald and his three nephews and Witch Hazel. From 1986, we have Trick or Treat, which is a uh, semi-slasher in the vein of Shocker, -shocker, pre-Shocker, concerned with rock and roll. 
And we also have the 2007 completed but 2009 released Trick Er Treat, which is an uh, anthology horror in the vein of Creep Show. Yeah, uh, this uh, we couldn't think of uh, interesting story ideas to do, um, into, you know, original stories this year. So I suggested we try to do uh, something different, and this is what we came up with. I suggested trick or treat. Luke and uh, Jay su- actually Jay suggested trick or treat, and Luke suggested trick or treat with Donald Duck, and uh, this is how things kind of fell into place. Uh, so we got a lot, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, so I think we'll tackle everything chronologically. Are we doing chronologically? Or are we doing? Sounds good. Let's do that it. sounds fine. Yeah, let's do it chronologically. In fact, I have a shirt that says "Don't make me go chronological on your ass." Ooh. All right. That, that's that, that's a work. I don't actually have that shirt, but that's that'd right. be a cool one to dazzle. <laughs> I can just picture Sam Jackson saying it right now. We gotta get that on the Cafe Press store. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, as soon like uh, like Lee Hero said, as soon as uh, trick or treat, and then trick or treat, as I call it, uh, were suggested, my mind immediately jumped because this classic short subject, a trick or treat, starring Donald Duck, his nephews, and Witch Hazel from 1952. And for those who have not seen it, uh, the general premise is, uh, and this is again, this is an eight-minute short, so a general premise is about as close as we get to a plot. It's Halloween night, and Witch Hazel is out casting her magic spells on uh, on jack-o'-lanterns and, and, you know, just enjoying the fact that it's Halloween. And she sees Huey, Dewey, and Louie dressed as a ghost, a devil, and a witch. And they go up to Donald's door, and they ring the bell, and they say, you know, uh, trick-or-treat Uncle Donald. And he puts firecrackers in their bag and then dumps water on them and then laughs at them. Because he's an and asshole. So, well, you know what? And and so from there, Hazel helps the kids get revenge on him in a in a almost Raimi-esque way. Yes. Uh, yes. You know what, what? What's great about what's what I love about this is that Donald Duck has two major flaws. Okay. Everyone knows his temper is obviously his biggest flaw. But Carl uh, Barks once uh, was he was asked what's the difference between writing for Uncle Scrooge and writing for Donald Duck, and Barks said that the difference between the two was that Scrooge always understands the law, the goal, the long game. He's always looking for the the big thing at the end, you know, and so he's always driven to complete his task. Uh, but then he always, you know, he, you know, horishly guards his hard won prize. Whereas Donald lives for now and only thinks about now. He said that Donald Duck would be happy if he got an ice cream cone every day for the rest of his life. He'd never think about what else was going to happen. So Donald here, he's he, he portrays that very well because he plays a terrible prank on his nephews because it's funny. And doesn't think about the fact that retribution is coming for him. He just gives it no thought whatsoever. No. <laughs> Yeah, he's an asshole. It's funny that you said Raimi-esque, because that's one of my first notes, is it's like the total precursor to Evil Dead with his... Oh, yeah. Except he doesn't chainsaw his feet off. That would have been... But, no, a little much. Look, it's only eight minutes, okay? For its time, it's pretty sadistic. I mean, he's, well, I mean, he's literally, literally kicking his own ass. Yes. <laughs> that is brilliant. Well, I when, mean, with the with the drum beat also, he's kicking his ass to a beat. Yeah. Well, when she's like, I'm going to cast a spell to get that key back, I don't know. I, I didn't think I'd seen this, but as I watched it, I remember. I think I saw this, like, when I was a little, little kid, probably at school when they were playing Halloween movies, and they probably ran a 16 millimeter of it. And uh, it, I just it, it it's it's 
from like you think of old Disney movies as ah, uh, it's from a simpler time. But this thing's sadistic. Firecrackers. Yeah. You would not get. You could not do that today. Well, you know, yeah, even, but that's even I think in a that's... cartoon, and Donald's just like, ha ha ha! My nephews, <laughs> my beloved nephews, I'll put explosives on them. But I think that's part of the difference, though, too, is that uh, because it's 1952, um, like. It was not, uh, no, everyone wasn't, there wasn't this, uh, everyone was not looking to sue everybody constantly. And right. like, you know, not everyone's offended by every fucking thing in the world. Right. Uh, no, so putting the, firecrackers like, and things was a common prank. <laughs> That's a matter of fact. Well, I'm saying like, it was like, it was like, oh, okay. He just being like, it wasn't looked at like he was trying to hurt them. It was just like, ah, oh, we got them. I fooled them. Like, you know, it just kind of seemed like it was not that big a thing. Um, the thing, uh, the thing was, um, so this uh, cartoon, obviously, was a cartoon first, and then they, they had it appear in Donald Duck number 26, the November 1952 yep. issue. The problem was they, they felt it was too short, so they expanded it to 32 pages. Um, Carl Banks uh, uh, put it out. Th- he, he, what did I say? Bark, excuse me. Yep. Yeah, Carl Banks played linebacker for the Giants back in the 80s. Uh, no, Carl Barks yep. Yep. Uh, expanded it. Um, and then, but the problem was they felt his additions were really, they were far too dark or grisly or bizarre. So they cut it back to 23 pages and that's what uh, came out. So I guess there's, I mean, I've never seen the actual issue, but I know it's floating around issue number 26 it's, well, there. It's the, the, the full 32 page Barks work is collected. There's several mm-hmm. different uh, Barks collections of Donald, Scro- of Donald Scrooge, Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge. And uh, so it's it's out there. It's it's worth checking out because any first off, any Carl Barks Donald Duck is worth checking out. But you know, uh, but Barks understood again that Donald needs to get his comeuppance. That you know, uh, Donald doesn't win in his in his shorts. He always no. comes out on the bottom. He never comes out on top in a good Donald Duck short. And you know, whether through again through not thinking ahead and doing something that's cruel, or by you know losing his temper in such spectacular fashion uh you know that my my favorite donald duck moment there's one i think it's i think it's donald's rival i think is the one it is or donald's cure there's one there's a couple of them where he's on the phone with daisy and he gets into an argument he gets so mad he yanks the phone off the wall pulls the phone line through the wall pulls in the exchange (laughs) box keeps pulling and then pulls in the telephone pole yeah. And then stomps around the room. In fact, somebody did a mashup of that sequence yes. where they put Kylo Ren's mask over Donald. Somebody needs to oh do the opposite mashup with the Kylo Ren actual yeah. scenes and then put Donald Duck voice in it. <laughs> and then, you know, a Donald Duck freak out when he's swinging the lightsaber around. That would be awesome. <laughs> Internet, get on that. It, it was it was funny because as soon as you thought, said that, I thought of the one where um, Pete is his neighbor, and he's like uh, Donald's trying to be nice to him, but he but Pete's always a dick. Like with the dog food, he's like, "Here, taste this." He goes, mm, "Delicious." He goes, "See, he'll eat it." And they wind up like destroying each other. So Pete moves away, and the end of the cartoon is Donald Duck uh, in the back of a moving van, looks like his living room. He goes, "Wait, it's a draw!" Like they both lose. It's like I was thought that was like a, like that's so typical of a Donald Duck cartoon. It's um, back in the day, uh, we had to do like debates and stuff in high school. Uh, and one of the ones we had, I don't know if Luke had the same stuff when he was, I think it was junior or junior year. It was, you picked two things. And one was, who was crazier, Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? And you had to present, you know, arguments for and against and whatever kind of thing. And 
um, you know, the people who had a Donald Duck, they were like, look, see how crazy he is? I'm like, oh, he's just kind of a jerk. Like, it's not yeah. really – like, that That was our argument. Like, being a jerk doesn't make you crazy. It just makes you a jerk. Daffy was you know? a jerk too, though. Yeah, he's a, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a jerk with insane. tremendous – yeah, see, D- Daffy is a lunatic. Donald is a jerk <laughs> with extreme anger issues. Again, he's yeah. terrible. I would have liked to yeah. see them yeah. – <laughs> I'd like to see in a, in a locked room – uh, Daffy, Donald, and Woody Woodpecker. Okay. Yeah, that that and you know, pump, the, pump some the, happy the, gas in there and yeah, watch them. I'd say that to me, to me, the difference between Woody and Daffy was that Woody Woodpecker was like the guy that that's all that's he's just manic. He's always up, you know. He's just up, 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 and he'll he's like a he'll, great he'll, guy. he'll he'll like he'll no he'll 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 choke you to death with a smile on his face. Right, right. He just took so people Daffy's down. Like a so- yeah, like Daffy's like a sociopath. Right. You know, there's nothing there. There's there's no connection to reality behind his eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think Woody's, but I think Woody's a psychopath. He's, oh yeah, he's absolutely. more like the joke. Like, I yeah. mean, right. Woody he's Woodpecker, like, yeah. like like you know the 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 gold standard Bugs Bunny. If Bugs Bunny fucked with you, you had to be go. You, you did something to him. You know, he so you came in and you tried to you tried to kill him and eat him. Or you you messed with his banjo or whatever because it was interrupting your opera singing or whatever, and then he would exact his revenge. Woody Woodpecker sometimes would just see somebody and be like, "I'm gonna destroy their lives," and then peck them. And, and when they're down on the ground, I'm gonna peck them on the head with my razor sharp beak and laugh at them as I go away right on their skull. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, there's no doubt in that. I mean, yeah. So enjoy those cartoons, kids. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're getting yeah. at. You know, com- compared to this, you know, compared to this, Snagglepuss is a little tame. Yeah. You know, I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah Although you know, we do get a little, this, we do get a little bit of that. We do get a little bit of that here. We, we're who said who says we can't be topical? You know, because who, what's Louie dressed as? He's dressed as a witch. Nobody shamed him. Nobody gave him any grief. You know, he has the worst witch hat on ever. It is so yes, tiny. Well, uh, cartoons I'm watching have always it, I'm watching... been a, a safe space for transvestitism. I mean, Bugs Bunny <laughs> yeah. is the prime yeah. example. Yeah, absolutely. That was so there was man on. Well, there was ma- that was trans species making out. That's yeah. comedy sexual trans comedy cross dressing is a different thing. Huh? Yeah, we comedy cross dressing is know, a different thing. I guess. Yeah. Wizard magazine back in the in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s did a very hard-hitting piece on the hottest cartoon characters in in, uh, in cartoons. Bugs Bunny cross-dressing cracked the top ten. I'm just going to put that up there. Yeah. So, well, wait, I'll, well, I'll say this. Wait. When B- Bugs Bunny cross-dressed, he committed to it, man. He went right through <laughs> to marriage with Elmer Fudd, you know? Yeah. He was taking that joke to the end, man. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, this... Uh, but... Oh God! But th- there's so many. Th- like, like I said before, that th- this is just a classic Donald short because, like I said, it 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 works around the idea of Donald being a jerk and getting his comeuppance. But then instead of it being, you know, Chip and Dale that get back at him, or just the boys, it brings Witch Hazel into it. And yeah. so now you've got the supernatural on your side. And so she has this great scene where it's it's straight out of Macbeth. In fact, she decides and says, yeah, this is like the stuff that Shakespeare copied. This is real deal. <laughs> yep. Which my wife loved. She thought that was great. But you know, so now, so now, adding the idea of a, of a supernatural element, which most of these shorts really didn't get into, they were more grounded with this type of stuff. As ridiculous as that sounds, you know, but uh, 
So, like I said, he's spraying the, the magic potion on his feet so that he kicks his own ass and then runs his head repeatedly oh. into the wall. Yeah, that's straight yeah. up Evil Dead right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, we watched it the other day, and yeah. Haley started with, Haley goes to me, Daddy, that's not good. He might have a concussion. And I said, well, honey, he's a cartoon. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's not well, serious, but that's. Well, you know, you think about it. What, is, what did Sam Raimi always say? He said that in, or one of the theories of, um, of of Evil Dead 2 is that after the first 10 minutes, Ash is dead, and now he's in hell, except it's hell run by the Warner Brothers studio. You know, it, it's yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes hell. So that's kind of what, what Donald's in here. He's in Looney Tunes hell. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it, it is a, a far higher level of violence that you usually see in, in one of the, the Disney shorts. of the well, it's, it's Halloween, yeah. so you're allowed a little more leeway, I guess. Yeah, I guess... And, the, and the violence is, what do you call it? The violence is not, it's not, um, there's, there's, there's no weapons. It's not like, it's not like in, a, in a Warner Brothers cartoon where Yosemite Sam's has got guns and somewhere Fun has a gun and whatever right, kind of thing. Someone takes like, a shotgun to someone's face. <laughs> Yeah, Basically. right. Yeah, this is what he called. This was him. This is this is her getting whatever. The what 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 gets me is that when you look what's in the pantry that he locks up, there's a yeah. chicken in there. Yeah. And Haley goes, Haley goes, why is there a chicken in there? And I said, well, there's a lot of stuff in there, Henny. Like it's like there's there's grapes and there's fruit and all the candy. And she goes, yeah, but Dad, chicken doesn't go in the cabinet. And I was like, you know what? That's right. Chicken doesn't go in the cabinet. But he's just locking it all up. All that's going in there. He's, it he's not you're getting nothing. It could have been salted and, again, and cured. Yeah. Yeah. Salted and cured chicken, sure. It yeah, could be sure. He's a duck. Come on, ducks eat <laughs> roadkill and whatever you throw at him. <laughs> but again, and we, he's we semi-cannibal, see... too, with that chicken in there. And, yeah, and are, we sure it's, are we sure it's, it's a foul. chicken? Are we sure it's a chicken? Well, it's a duck. but you know, we, but we also see, again, Donald not thinking ahead. So... He swallows the key. Okay. Suppose he could, he would get that out. It would hurt. Oh. He get that out. And so now she she kicks it out of him, or he kicks it out of his out of his own ass, and he throws it under the door. You've got locked all your food up, you idiot. Yeah, but the thing is, if, if but no one's getting it. That's what it's about. No one can yeah, have it, it, so it's fine. Yeah, he'll sure. he'll smash down the door later when he's hungry. You know. Yeah, he only thinks five seconds ahead. Right. So he thinks five seconds ahead exactly. This, this, just just get a chance to rewatch this again because I actually have this on DVD on my gold edition of the Black Cauldron because this was the short subject that played theatrically with the Black Cauldron back in what was that eighty five I want to say the Black Cauldron was eighty four eighty five so so that's where I had this from this, this is easily and readily available online or on yeah. on a disc if you want it so this this was just an excuse to sit down and watch trick or treat again was was awesome i love this yeah, short yeah we might as well do it's three also trick or treats yeah yeah it's 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 also part of the disney treat disney special treat. from back in the day yeah. and the disney halloween um, which was the exact same thing as disney treat they just changed the voice the uh, the they took out the part with the pumpkin the animated the not animated but like the puppeted pumpkin part um but all virtually available they're on youtube and stuff like that and all everywhere you just you know kind of thing they're all out there because disney never released all those things on uh dvd or anything else they were on the, the old vhs because you, you know you, you know, have yeah, the they, old they, mickey turning yeah. with like the da, 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 you know kind of thing I do, i'm so. trying to remember if this is on my is this, this is on chronological donald i think it may be if you remember the old tin uh the old tins they did two volumes of the chronological donald 
And the thing with Donald is that he, you know, he, he did a lot of shorts around the war. So that's in the 40s. So I want to say Chronological Donald Volume 2 might have this, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But you can find it. If you want to see Trick or Treat, you can find it. It's and you'll, it. and you'll, yeah. you'll laugh at, again, Donald getting his <laughs> in spectacular fashion. <laughs> Deserves every lump. Every yes, one. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and hey, what's eight minutes of your time? You could, yeah. It's time you spend... Looking at poop titties on the internet or pooping, so you could you could. Yeah. So you say I'm, kitties or kitties? Kit kitties, kitty 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 oh, cats. K i t t y. Ooh, I thought we were going real yeah. dark. I for don't. A second. Hey, okay. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't ask about our listeners. So, okay. I would prefer to think kitties, little cute kitty cats. Yeah, me too. In lingerie. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to be cosplay cats, you know. Okay. Yeah, you can oh put boy. you can put a cat in an yeah. outfit. No, Valiant's doing a whole month of cosplay cat covers. That's why but they anyway, call them cat suits. What? what, what? Yeah, Valiant's right. they're doing they're they're cosplaying a bunch of cats as their characters, and all the proceeds are going to a a shelter by their offices in New York. Uh, for children? For unwed kitties? No, no, for no, no, for uh, a shelter for for animals, a no kill shelter. Oh, okay. So kitties, not kitties. Okay. Uh, right. It's run by a horda. <laughs> yeah. No kill I. No kill shelter. <laughs> uh, what they don't tell you is every shelter becomes a kill shelter when there's too many animals in it. Sorry to burst your bubble, people. All right. <laughs> Having said that, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on to the eighties. Now let's let's preach well, this. Well, actually, cat now killing let's... is a good segue into this next trick or treat. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the nineteen eighties. Ready. This is yes. So next we're on to Trick or Treat from 1986. Uh, if you've never seen this, it'd probably be worth giving just a brief description so you have some idea of what we're talking about. Uh, basically, this came out during the height of the um, rock and roll in the 80s. Is going to corrupt and pervert your children. Uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, Wasp, all that fun Judas Priest. This came out during the the, the height of all that hysteria. Maybe I bake uh, like a beast. You bake like a beast? <laughs> I, I do what the actual song says. <laughs> <laughs> Look that one up, people. Um, yeah, so uh, this concerns uh, one of the greatest cliches of all time. We've got backward masking on a last record from a particularly... Uh, rock and roll pornographic artist named Sammy Kerr, uh, which is a great name for a fake uh, rock and roller. Uh, Sammy dies in a fire in his hotel, and the last demo that he's recorded is gifted to uh, Skippy from Family Ties. Yes, I'm not (laughs) making a joke. It's Skippy from Family Ties, Mark Price. And uh, Mark's uh, your prototypical 80s metalhead. Uh, His room is full of metal paraphernalia and fake skulls and got like a bow and arrow he's got bow a on double headed he's got dragon that i have on my wall yeah. too yeah he's got he's got every poster ever too yeah. of every metal band <laughs> yes uh yeah even like raven and then some other stuff in there too where it's like those are some deep pulls somebody in the production must yeah. have really like no, metal they, they put their their metal cred right up right up out yeah. there 
<laughs> when he flips through his records, it's just like, okay, see, legit, legit, yep, legit, yeah, yeah. Well, they got it. Yeah. What he called? They got a cell that he really knows his shit. So yeah. that's what they're going out there with. He's like, deep into it too, because one of those pulls that the Megadeth, the the Killing Is My Business records, got the corner clipped on it. So that's like a record company like uh, yeah. giveaway or a, uh, a record company. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. record company. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm marked out like a friggin' oh, madman. Is my business. Yep. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Sammy Kerr dies in a fire. Um, his and he was uh, banned from playing his alma maters, uh, his high school alma maters Halloween dance. And young Eddie, played by Skippy, gets the last acetate demo that he got, and uh, he plays it at home. Finds out that um, Sammy Kerr is speaking through backward masking on the record. Um, and if you don't remember backward masking, that was a big thing too. A lot of times people just did it to, uh, you know, just to fuck with people. You can hear it on a ton of records. You just go online, look up backward masking. You'll find plenty of examples of it. Um, and, uh, Sammy's kind of leading Eddie who kind of has a sick obsession with Sammy Kerr, uh, thinks that he's the only one who understands him into getting revenge on the prototypical eighties jocks that have been harassing him, which is all well and good. Things get a little too heavy, and um, Eddie realizes that Sammy is out to actually really hurt people. And uh, hijinks ensue, and eventually Sammy is stopped. Uh, But that's not really what makes this movie entertaining. Um, It's the cliches of how rock and roll is going to pervert your children, like every generation says about whenever there's a new rock and roll band out there, which I find endlessly hilarious. Um, And just the pure 80s cheese of it. Uh, It's... It's a it's a hoot. It is by no means a great movie. Um, you can see boom mics several times visible in the production. Um, it is a De Laurentiis picture, so hey, take that as you will. <laughs> I'm I you know I'm almost putting it in great. I never saw saw this before, and I remember you posted this like a couple years ago around Halloween time, and for some reason I thought I watched it, but I watched a different heavy metal. It was even lower budget than this. Huh? Was it the one with Thor? Yes. Okay. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. I was we getting these confused in my head. Rock and Roll Nightmare is a really bad movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, so really I was good. getting these. That's what I thought I was coming into with Trick or Treat. No, this has got a little bit more. No, I think yeah. this movie is is like it with a little more money and a little more finessing. This could have been like uh, an all-time classic. At this point, it's a great commentary. It's like that. I love how horror movies will do sometimes subtly a commentary on their time, sometimes with a, you know, fucking 500-pound hammer like this time. (laughs) But it it really, I would have changed, like I think if they changed a couple things around and changed the ending, and maybe I don't like the guy who played Sammy Kerr. Tony Fields, the Broadway dancer. Uh, <laughs> Tony Fields, the Broadway dancer. No, well, that's I, why he's able to move so well. I, I, I yeah, but like I don't think he, he did not convince me. As I think they should have gotten themselves a real somebody from a real metal band. You know, gotten themselves like you know. Um, Somebody from like Motley Crue Blackie or, or White was in talks. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, to play it, uh, but that did not. Uh, they, I think, the production wanted to go with somebody that wasn't real. For I mean, Blackie could have easily pulled it off. He's like six three, and he's already got the hair. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and that. But but like this guy, it was he. He played it a little too broadly, and and the lip syncing was some of the worst lip syncing. <clears throat> 
whatever. Well, but these are minor quibbles. I I I really like this movie a lot. I do too. I just I think it's it, it like it like you said though, Chris. It's it's missing something. It's I think he should have died at the end. Eddie? Yes. I think that should have been his you know, because he was re- a lot of people got killed and, and towards the end, he's like, I'm responsible for all this. Nobody and, really dies until till the very end. Till the old lady gets pulled through the TV. That's trust me. Just watch it. We're not spoiling how <laughs> insane it is. Uh, well, I, have a, I have a question about that, though. I have a question about that. When he pulls the old woman through the TV, old woman, I'm not a woman. I'm a man. When he pulls <laughs> the old woman through the television, what? Why did they cut away? I would have loved to have seen the the, the, the studio interviewer's response, the studio response to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm. Um, that's what oh, I was man. wondering. But that scene is such wish fulfillment because every metalhead who is watching people like that on TV wanted to do the same exact thing. And and I love and the way they pulled it off. It just is like great. he's watching. It just happens so quickly. Oh, and, yeah. and it's just dispensed with. You know, at the at the same time, it was, and I mean, theoretically, uh, Preacher Ozzy got his face like erased or or it's yeah, brain aneurysm. destroyed. That's what they talk about, huh? yeah. It, they, yeah. They they they. There's a follow up newscast saying that the uh, pastor uh, looks like to have suffered uh, an aneurysm. Foul play <laughs> may may be involved. That's the other thing. We've I've got Ozzy that. Osbourne playing a, a a Pat Roberts type televangelist. With, uh, who's except coming he has out a against... British accent. I want to drive my, my steel missile into your love channel. This, this is... What else can you take this for? <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, it's it, a, but it's some of the most coherent Ozzy ever. Ever. Yeah. I think that's... Well, the, yeah. About yeah. this time? I mean, what do you think? This would have been I, around the time of what? Uh, Ultimate Sin? But I'm saying it. But this is him most coherent... Yeah. Like he, the lines were like, you're like, oh, I totally understand. Like, I, I, you know, somebody who didn't speak Ozzy could understand he's, what he's he was a saying. Lead singer though, he's an actor, so he got into he, he, he like, and and I'm sure he had a little personal grudge to to fulfill there. So he he put some extra effort into it. I'll bet you yeah. know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it. And as fun as this movie is, it actually doesn't go as dark as it could have. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Directed this by was... Cronenberg. Think about that. Yeah. Well, there's a kind of Cronenbergy part where the uh-huh. speakers start to show their show veins in them. And yeah, it's like but I think that's just because right they liked uh, Videodrome. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they liked but Repo it's... Man too, because the scene with the cop boots is right out of Repo Man. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about. <laughs> the cop boots, yes, uh, but it's really it, this was the time that uh, the two kids um, in the Midwest took the shotguns to themselves and killed themselves because they said that Judas Priest had to do it. Uh, this is roughly the same time, and um, you know they could have went darker into some you know some other direction like that. Mm-hmm. At no point does uh, Sammy Kerr want Eddie to kill himself. Uh, you know, which I really uh, kind of thought was coming and, and in a darker version of this that they could have went there. I mean, that could have been the way it, it could have ended. That could have been the only way to destroy Sammy Kerr. Right. Oh, uh, by the way, the last demo is called Songs in the Key of Death. How awesome is that? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the thing about this is that you said it, that it's, 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 you know, reflective of the time period. I think you get that. It's a throwaway gag, but it's one of the one of the you know most to me one of the best gags in it, and one of the ones that I think holds up really well, is Eddie's mom is going out with her boyfriend for their Halloween party, right? 
And so the boyfriend shows up. He is dressed as Rambo. But like okay. my height. But he's like drunk. an accountant yeah. sort of guy. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, yeah. Like, he's like a middle-aged schlub dressed as Rambo. And then his mom is now dressed as Madonna. So do you get a better 1986 combination than John <laughs> Rambo and Madonna? I mean, that is, I mean, that, that's it. That, that's pop culture in the 80s right there. Yeah. And so now that, you know, Eddie is, he's outside of that. He's the metalhead. He, and, I, and that's amazing to me because when I was in high school as a metalhead, nobody gave a shit. Right. Yeah. You know, but they really give this dude a lot of shit because of the music he listens to. They, they did. In which, my which high also school. also begs the question. Well, it begs the question. If, if everybody, if, if he's an outcast for liking metal, why do all the kids want Sammy Kerr to play? Yeah. 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 And, and, but and, again, I'm, and he's I'm like his biggest fan. Yeah. Right. And but, but the, uh, and, yeah, no, but I mean, it, it's it's in like my, said, it, this, it, this could have gotten a lot darker. There's a lot of there's a lot of kind of lightness in this. Uh, oh, there's, about there's a, the, yeah, there's a lot of the the horror beats are then completely undercut by a, a funny beat next. Yeah, um, yeah. Like with the old lady getting pulled through the TV, she just evaporates into like a dust. And then the, <laughs> the, Eddie's friend sits there and he's vacuuming up the dust of this old lady yeah. afterwards. Roger. It's <laughs> Roger's, Roger's, got another, up to... Roger's got another great bit too. When um, when Eddie has uh, is is boning up to get his revenge, and he's got a lot of self confidence, and he's feeling better about himself. Okay, he is just standing there while the cheerleader is hanging the sign on a ladder. Yes. Yep. He is just doing the sideways upskirt. I don't even think it's sideways. Stop. It's like straight up. He's, he's just, just hanging out there. there. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you've got some big ones, sir. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, hey, she didn't seem to care. In in <laughs> my in my high school, our metalheads were outcasts, but they were feared outcasts. Right. They were exactly. they were they were big guys in leather jackets, and they they looked hostile. They were all really mellow, but they looked hostile, <laughs> at least to everybody else. So yeah, it wasn't yeah that wasn't the kind of person that got picked on in in my high school. But you know. You get, I mean, they, it's it at the same time, it is also Skippy, so yeah, yeah but this was was, was, this, was this pre Skippy 86? I don't know, yeah, no, it uh, no, family ties no, because no, like, no, fam, no, family time, no, he was already around because you got to figure, yeah, 85. I graduated time, in 86, yeah. so family but you know what? Was he out, does... I was in high school. He does look like the prototypical metalhead. I mean, they gave him yeah. the, the metalhead hair. They he wasn't none of what he was wearing would you classify as him like being a poser or anything. No, Clearly, no. somebody like I said in the production of this was a metalhead because he looks like he stepped out of like if you went and saw Twisted Sister Friday night, he would have been there. Well, he also yeah. had the right personality too. You know, it was I mean, it was drawn you know very broadly, broadly, but at the same time. When, you know, when it comes down to it, he's a good kid and he's smart. He's a smart kid. He's good. He's just like, and he also has sort of a weird home situation. You could tell, like, it's I, a broken I, home. about halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, we haven't even seen any parents with him yet. It's just been yeah. him in his room. So he's got a lot of time on his own, which was typical of a lot of the metalheads in, in my school, too. So and then and then mom shows up and it's like, OK, and it's like, OK, it looks like mom drinks a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was very well written. It had a good script. It's it yeah. It's it ends up at the end of it though. The last third of it is more. It's just ridiculous. More, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. 
the, the, I think the best way to describe the last third of it, it's Carrie X Shocker is what it is. Yeah. And, and yeah. We, we were talking about this offline, and then, and then uh, Hero, you mentioned at the top of the show, is that a lot, a lot of the, uh, some of the ideas, especially from the back half of this, get reused by Wes Craven in Shocker to similar effect, but Craven has a better grasp, I think, of the story and also has more money. But the idea of mo- of uh, moving through the the television and all that, and using mm-hmm. uh, the the electronic devices and all that that that's Horace Pinker from Shocker, which makes a little bit more sense thematically because you know Sammy Kerr dies in a fire, yeah. so naturally he gets electrical based power. Right, but he's a well, rock. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they do flash back to how he dies. It's him casting some incantation inside the right. middle of a pentagram after lighting black candles. So clearly, he's trying to keep his soul somewhere. They never really delve into the of the why of the supernaturalness, yeah. which really isn't important anyway. Right, it, it right. allows you to but do he, stuff but... like pull th- people through the TV and not have to explain it. Right, and yeah. I'm and I'm cool with. I'm oh cool yeah, with that. I don't I'd know. rather have it yeah, that way. Absolutely. But even then, but he also can interact with not just technology, not just you know television and broadcast technology, but we see in the shop, in the in the the metal shop where the yeah. first off, okay, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're Mister BMOC, you never ever wear a tie to shop tie class. Shop. Everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. knows that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm an engineer. I look at it. All I see are health and safety violations. That's all I see as I watch this. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, you cannot do that. Go to the safety trailer right now. But, you know, so, but again, and you could, you talk about could have been more dark. They could have, they could have fulchied that dude's skull. Yes. Uh, I, it's funny. I just I was, posted... I was a little disappointed that they don't kill off these guys because they're such assholes that Sammy doesn't at least kill them all in a carry like fashion at the dance. Would have at least been rewarding, you know. He was too busy yeah. shooting electric jizz out of his guitar at the dance. Wow. Looks like Garrett Graham from Phantom of the Paradise is what he looks like. Except he's no <laughs> Garrett Graham. I think we're just gonna go right there. He's no beef. Okay. <laughs> well, the uh, you better, the, the... you better get yourself a castrato for this because it's a little out of my range. <laughs> also, this the uh... oh, go ahead. The 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 main jerk there, uh, Tim, right? Is who's played by Doug uh, Doug Savant. Um, who most people know as uh, Matt from Melrose Place, and he was the on uh, Desperate Housewives, right? That's what he's known for. But he was also a Maniac Cop 3, and he was one of the generals in the uh, Roland and Emmerich 1998 Godzilla movie. So yes, he he's was. been an asshole a lot. Oh, he's uh, – no, <laughs> Oh, is he is he is is he is he one of the generals in Godzilla? Or yes. Is he one of the uh, who who did he play on Desperate Housewives? He play, on Desperate Housewives. He plays Tom Scarvo. He's, yeah, he he's uh, what's your... yeah, yeah, he's he yeah, he's he's Lynette's husband on uh, he's Lynette's husband yeah. is kind of an idiot on on Desperate yeah. Housewives. Yeah. The thing is, but is it, so so I mean he you know he's he's playing an asshole here, but like let's be honest, you don't spend what five seasons on uh, Melrose Place and six seven years on Desperate Housewives without being an asshole. So you know, <laughs> Melrose Melrose no. will do it to you. Scott, Tom yeah. Scavo is more like a like a like a doofus than anything else. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but, but just, just, but the just stand by the pool and just. Hi, you want to go swimming in the pool? As he's skimming the pool for you know six hours, because that's what Melrose Place was. A lot of guys skimming pools, and then like I'm not swimming in that pool. No one swims in the pool. Let's have sex off camera. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch Nine Hundred Two One Zero or Mel or uh, Melrose Place or, or Desperate Housewives. I didn't watch Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and I tell you right now, it was way better than Melrose Place. And <laughs> my wife watched all that crap. <laughs> well, she was my girlfriend at the time and stuff, but. 
anyway, the one other I, thing I, I want to throw. I have, a, I have one other question, real quick. Okay. Have you ever, now? We're we're all all of us here to varying degrees listen to heavy metal music. Okay. Have if any of you ever ever heard someone refer to the band Judas Priest as Judas and not no. as Priest? No. <laughs> no. Well, she says, I mean, all you I put this on. I'm like goes, Judas. Is that a band? Like, like Judas. And I'm like, do you want a beverage? You know. <laughs> what? <laughs> this might be our last supper. Try the mold wine. All I got is a Bex. You want to get in the picture? Get on the other side of the table. <laughs> Where you um, go, Jay? Before <laughs> I throw this out there. Um, so Eddie's friend, Roger, the one who vacuums up the old woman, which is probably the best. I think that's the, one of the funniest scenes there. He starts vacuuming up, and I just burst out laughing. Um, oh, yeah. That was Glenn Morgan. This is the only movie he ever made. Um, because he became a writer and producer for the X Files, Final Destination, Final Destination Three, and he wound up. I'm saying, but and and he wound up being the director for the god awful Black Christmas remake. Um, but you know, so he he did. But it was funny because he's here in front of the camera. You know, I'm gonna be an actor, and yeah, that didn't turn out so well. So you know, um, you know, you know what it was? He he realized that he as playing Roger here. The, the, this is the zenith. He can never go higher than this. It's so perfect that he must step down and just yeah. start writing for us. He's like, look, I can't go better than that. Vacuum <laughs> up an old dead one. What the fuck, dude? I, it's only downhill. There's only downhill from here. You know? <laughs> I, I, I liked Roger, though. I like he's got. I, I like that him and Eddie are friends, and we never really learn much about their friendship. I, I, that, to me, really kind of rung true. You know, well, when he's, in high school, and he's you definitely his friend. Because right. when Eddie starts to unravel, he tries to talk to him. He says, "Hey, look, man, you, you have my phone number. Call me if you need." Like right. he's he's putting it right there on on Front Street. Like he sees his buddies getting a little screwed up, and he's not yeah. just brushing them off. Yeah. But he well, also does. I mean, that's that's the thing, you know. In high school, we all I'm sure we all had one or two friends that you know we 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 just you they were you were you were the strange bedfellows, you know. You didn't really you you came and you were in different circles, you know. You, but you were friends for whatever reason. You had something in common. You had some shared experience, and that so I thought that the two of them being friends made sense. His his buddy's not some another metalhead just like him. Well, they were probably you know. both nerdy a year ago, right? And then and then he started getting into metal, but he didn't like totally spurn his other friends. He just became a metalhead, and his friend was like, "Well, okay, I'll I'll just still be a nerd." And you you know, I I got the feeling that they'd probably been friends. Like they just had that rapport. Since like they were little kids, you know, their parents right. probably knew each other or something, and they just grew up together. Yeah, and to me, it, to me, it like I said, it, it really does. It, it helps it. It sells it because it's very sincere and it plays very very honest. You know, the same as like when they're run, he's running from the jocks, and they run through the library. <laughs> that scene is they, hilarious. They the <laughs> and they start, yeah, they do the, yeah. the speed walk. We've all done that. <laughs> I'm not yeah. running. I'm not. Running. <laughs> I'm just want to say this though. That high school is humongous. Oh, yeah. That was a yep. huge – the band room is my favorite part of that, though. Like, I, I, I do enjoy the library where they're walking, but the band room, they knock over everyone. Like, and they're just <laughs> plowing people over. Now, that brings back – remember, I'm watching this going – now, I've, I think I've seen this I've, – I've seen this movie once, but it's got to be at least a decade or plus, you know, ago of seeing it. And I totally forgot about the band scene, and it took me back to um, – there was a time, and my wife will back me up on this story. Uh, there was a time when we were in high school, 
and I was we were playing against Brewster for their homecoming, and Brewster changed the game to make it against us, which I took personally. Um, and we got in the field, and the band was still in the field, and I was supposed to warm up. So I started knocking band members to the ground, including people who were at my wedding later on in life, and people whose I was in their wedding. And Kelly had, was in the band at the time. I didn't knock her over. Um, but people who I became friends with later on in life were shoved to the ground because, you know, fuck the band, guys. That's what it felt like. What? They're coming through. What? They could have run yeah. through any other way, but they're like plowing everyone down, and the girl just bites it, like just plam. Like, <laughs> Let, let me let me elaborate for one moment. Because at that game, I am sitting in the press box. Okay? I am sitting in the press box, and all the other guys are like, who is that guy? Who's, who's that asshole of Kennedy knocking down the band? I'm like, oh, for the love of God. Oh, no. Oh, Don't no. know. They're like, you, you're a Kennedy guy. You know that guy? I'm like, uh, I can't see. Who is it? I can't see him. Um, I can't see the number from up here. Uh, uh. <laughs> Definitely not my brother. 33. I don't know a 33. Can't help you. Yeah. 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 It's okay. We won that fucking game. Who cares? So, you know, yeah, we ruined did, their did. homecoming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. But you know this is not this is not a 1990s um you know a Westchester Putnam County New York football podcast. No, as popular that, as those the... are, as popular as those are. <laughs> well, you know what? Me... One other one, one other nice coincidence in this film that I like. It's one of it's one of the um, it's it's a typical kind of film trope coincidence. Uh, you know the, the 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 jock dude is making out with his girlfriend and the uh, the shot night for day abandoned ridge area which I like always like shooting night for day, and um, so he goes apparently to pee in the next county right because he's gone for a long time, and so she puts on the the tape that 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 Eddie gives him which is the uh, the tape that uh, Sammy Carr recorded like the message right on the tape and so yeah. so she starts getting all hot and bothered into it. And then, you know, her face starts melting and all that. And then the big, th this is the connection with Rock and Roll Nightmare. The big Muppet shows up, you know, <laughs> Rock and Roll Nightmare has got a lot of the Muppets too. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that it's a pejorative. It, it's a Muppet. It's, it's, it's the style like a Muppet. But anyway, um, it's, it's really cool that she decided to wear matching sexy undies. But yeah. it, as a film hey, trope. She looks, she looks like a sense. young Lori Laughlin. I ain't going to complain. I'm not going to, oh, she does kind of, yeah. I'm not going to complain either. But I'm saying since it's okay because she knew she was going with her boyfriend to park. So yeah, she wouldn't wear the granny panties, right? You and the sports bra. You're gonna wear the sexy things, right? So yes. if you're gonna do the trope, at least have it make sense. <laughs> yes, I've listened yeah. to a lot of metal. I've listened to it, and it's a, and it is a Fastway song that's playing when she's getting getting down and dirty. As much as I love Fastway, I've never writhed and moaned. In, um, it's never been that good. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy them. I mean, that's what happens when you have the guitarist from Motorhead as your guitarist, but yeah. uh, it's uh, not going to get me to do that. And then again, if a spectral green hand starts going down my pants, I'm not going to say no. We've all been there. <laughs> Talk about any green, any green hand goes down his pants. He's not saying spectral or otherwise. Right. <laughs> spectral makes. And he doesn't care about color. He's not really very, very. To be Kermit the Frog it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Right. Kermit right. the Frog here. Oh, 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 oh! But that's none of my business. Oh, that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we just tie memes right into the whole fucking show. <laughs> like, it's like, oh man, it's like, wow, you really, you really ruined your upholstery, but. That's none of my business. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, uh, <laughs> the the funny part is is that like it's not only is the spectral hand like you know pleasuring her, 
it's, it's you know, it can't get her bra undone. She's like, all right, fuck, I'll do it. You know, kind of thing. Like, you just want, well, this, yeah, it's the dude. It's the dude. Yeah. Duh. Saying he's like trying to get it undone. She's like, it's in the front. It's in the front. You know, kind of thing. Remember the first time <laughs> you realized they made those that latched in the front? Well, um, it was like, yeah. it like blew your mind. Like, holy shit. That's the way. That's, that's how I. Buy, that's I only buy ones that latch at the front. It's so much easier. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. Damn it. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's it's funny that you guys brought up Lori Lachlan because I because I thought of that because um, I'd actually been uh, I was talking about Rad earlier today. Uh, um, you know, like, dude, I love Rad. Fuck. Rad was our football was one of our football movies, man. We watched that and get pumped up like fuck yeah, let's screw the SATs and go to the racetrack. You know, with our bikes. Anyway, so, but Lori Lachlan, that idea that, like, you know, I'm like, oh, that girl totally, and I didn't even think about it. Uh, when we when I started watching the movie, I'm like, that kind of that kind of looks like the Lori Lachlan kind of look. Like, they had that look going on there. It's just, you know, so clearly I wasn't the only one, you know, having that idea, which is good. Oh, I had oh, that idea. A lot, a lot of Full House fans have that idea about Lori Lachlan. So it's I okay. still do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is great. This, this is not the Full House podcast. Again, <laughs> as, as popular as those are. Yeah. Uh, literally, <laughs> though, no, I, I, the, the song I, I, literally I, I, melts her ears, though. Yes. <laughs> so she's. So what we find out, it's even though it's a fast way song, she's actually listening. I can't plug in whatever band you want to make fun of here. I'm, sorry, I'm not going to be. I'm an equal opportunity offender. It's like, you know. Uh, any Anyone that won a Grammy this past year, that's who she's actually listening to, I guess. But. Yeah, it's it, it's it's cool because there's not there's not a whole lot of effects. So when they show up, they're pretty they're pretty neat. And like I yeah. said, I'm not I'm, and I don't mean that to make fun of it. The Muppet shows up. It's surprising as hell. You don't expect this big demon, yeah, yeah. Thing, you know, just pop up. It's like it's, it's there and gone so quick. You don't get a chance to get a good look at it. It's like holy shit, that's pretty neat, you know. Yeah. Well, the makeup and special effects in the movie were Kevin Yeager. Um, that's a name that we recognize from our. Uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, and from all his uh, work that he's done, obviously in Hollywood, he actually is the lead guitarist yeah. um, in the band, uh, which is funny. I thought it was funny, like lead guitarist Kevin Yeager. I'm like, holy crap, it is Kevin Yeager. It is a yeah. <laughs> the, the kickers. <laughs> the kickers. <laughs> yeah, here we are with the kickers, <laughs> the wild stallions. <laughs> no, not well, the wild stallions, the wild savages. Yeah. Oh, the wild, wild savage. savage. Like, well, this is this is Fred Wild, and this is Bill Savage, and his brother Fred Savage, and they're the Wild Savages. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, the kickers, I mean, they could have called them the punters. It would have made more sense. Uh, <laughs> they could have called them Kickers a... Incorporated, man. In a new universe thing. <laughs> yeah, but he's the oh. first one that Sammy smokes at the dance yep. with his yeah. phallic electro jizz. You know what I think? Yeah, I got you. Boom! I hit Once that right again, oh. Cronenberg. That scene yeah. <laughs> through Cronenberg would have been so great. Yeah, it's, it's not not quite as uh, it, I mean as it's it's not quite the level of Cronenberg there. It would have been a lot more. He would like whip, let me just whip this out, you know. Oh yeah, no, he he it would have been intestines flying from his guitar and and hooking yeah. up everybody, sort of like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <my. laughs> Yep. Don't look at it, Marion. Don't look at Close it. Close your eyes. Don't look. <laughs> well, you oh, know, and, and the thing is, if it, if it was Cronenberg, <laughs> we'd talk. They would talk about this movie in hushed tones in film magazines too. So yes. you know. yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. talks about this movie outside of the, Cron- the David, horror fans. David Cronenberg, <laughs> if Cronenberg, Sky <laughs> the Night of Rock and Roll. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's I mean, the whole aesthetic of it is so right up my alley. I mean, look at my radio name for Pete's sake. Uh, it's like just every time I watch it, I just have a ton of fun watching it. It's so ridiculous it's so much fun and it's on the mention. youtubes too so that and it is on the youtube oh, yeah. yeah i don't think dino de Laurentiis is going to be clamoring to take this one down because nobody gives yeah, well, a yeah. shit what happened i, you know, I talked to demanzo to about that yeah we should be fine yeah well there, there were supposed to be the 20th anniversary dvd and blu-ray the whole thing and the problem was they uh i think it was shout factory we probably most likely was shout i'm pretty sure it was shout factory going at least yeah, through the you know, their, their street they couldn't get the music rights and i was like that, that I mean, no, no, duh. I mean, you know, kind of thing like that. That's always the issue, isn't that thing? Like, it's always the problem. It's yeah, always yeah. music rights, and you're like, man, how come that movie's not out? And you're like, I guarantee it's movie right, and it doesn't have to even be a movie like this where there clearly is a band and stuff, whatever. A lot of times, you're like, why is that movie not coming out? My dad will say that all the time. He goes, how come this movie's not out on DVD? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're holding it for the 25th anniversary, or maybe they can't get the rights to something. And it's always like some stupid distribution right or some right. like music right or something. Well, you know, that's, is it, is that's it that the... they can't get the distribution rights, or they don't want to pay the money for like that they're asking? I can't for? imagine that. Why would they Eddie not Clark want to Dave give the King rights? Why would they not want to make some money off that fast those Fastway songs, which aren't burning up the radio right now? Yeah, you know, well, you know, it's 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 an odd thing. You know, it's like uh, that that was the issue when it came to releasing uh, one of my favorite shows, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. On DVD was they had to go and negotiate each song with each artist. And as yep. it was, by the time they released it, they had like two thirds of them cleared for the DVD release. But then there was still segments that they'd have to have generic music plugged in. Could, but that one, there's just so much music in that show. But then yeah, you can I, also get to a situation like Godzilla 1985, where New World Pictures doesn't even technically exist anymore. But because right. of the various groups that bought them up when they were when they were broken up and when they were sold off, and who's who owns them and who owns each one, no, you know, the, the, it's a quagmire if you'll pardon the term for the legal rights for Godzilla 1985, which is why that particular version of that film has never seen an official release past the uh, VHS stage when New right. World was still an entity. And, and it so happens it, with you know, more recent stuff, too. It, uh, yeah. Dawson's Creek, if you watch that on any streaming service now, it's um, the, the Paula Cole song isn't the, the title song now. It's some other uh, generic song because they couldn't get the rights. It's like, yeah. it's as, as opposed to that generic song, as opposed to that generic song, it's mm-hmm. another generic song. Hey, she's, she's from Massachusetts, so... Hey, you know that you know that mediocre generic sound you've been looking for? Well, listen, listen to this. Well, <laughs> Hitler was from Massachusetts too. So what, man? What are you trying to say? It, yes, he was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> little, yeah, little, I say little Jimmy Hitler was from Massachusetts. Right, right. Little, little yeah. Jimmy Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, this this was this was a hoot. Thank you very much for suggesting this hero because this was a blast. Yeah, yeah. This I pull. I don't watch this one every year, but every couple of years I pull this one out because it's just like, ah, oh, it's time for some Sammy Kerr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did, and it's great. His band name didn't it didn't even have a band name. It was just Sammy Kerr. Like there you go. Yeah. Like. You know, like, Alice like, Cooper. like Prince or Alice Cooper or Madonna. Although they, well, they used to be the Alice Cooper band, you know. That's true. 
Yes. I like he's a full. And, and, I, and I do. Wait, it would have been a lot better if it was Al, uh, Alice Cooper and his happy, that, like the uh, whatever, and it's like some weird name for the band. You're like, well, oh, that you know, sucks. Well, do you know where the name comes from? The name out, they chose the name the Alice Cooper Band because they, they wanted people to book them thinking they were getting a folk singer act. <laughs> so they said that that was the most generic, you know, blonde haired girl in pigtails name they could come up with was Alice Cooper. Yeah. Mm. And so they, they booked the Alice Cooper band thinking they'd get this and then they'd get, you know, the Alice Cooper band. So. <laughs> there you go. I'm surprised Alice Dark. Cooper did not show up in this movie. No, we get we do get uh, Gene Simmons, though. Yeah. Uh, as playing yeah, Wolfman Nuke. Jack. Yeah, Nuke. Well, he yeah, said he, this is the Nukester. He dialed it well, way back for this. Yeah. Well, he did, and he said that he. Well, he did say that the, that they had wanted him to play a bigger role, and he said that he didn't think the movie was going to be very good. But he did agree to play it because his. He said his childhood idol was Wolfman Jack, and so he said for a chance to play Wolfman Jack on a film, he would do it. Yeah, he's really It'd just be real funny if it was like full Gene Simmons. You you know, know, Gene Simmons from Runaway. Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one, Ramsey. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be different. <laughs> well, around this time is when Cooper made uh, made Monster Dog, right? That was that was like eighty four, eighty five. So, and then and then right around this time, of course, Cooper was in a little bit after this was in Prince of Darkness, yeah, mm-hmm. which was the first film covered on the vault of startling monster horror Ooh. tales of terror. Go back about way five back. years and pull that up. Go in, in the hallowed, way back machine and way back in hallowed antiquity. <laughs> I don't want to. Just think saying, it would have been really funny though. If they had had uh, you know Gene Simmons in full Gene Simmons mode trying to sell you shit because that's all he does. Yeah. Um, uh, so we slapped a kiss sticker on this fucking thing, and uh, you want to pay me a thousand dollars for it? Sounds good. Hey, I re- buying this buying this movie on DVD when it was released. Uh, the cover is a generic like haunted house in the background yes. with a picture yeah. of Ozzy and Gene Simmons. Not looking anything like they do in this yeah. movie, and that's it's yeah. filled with trick or treat with Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne, who are in a combined <laughs> maybe five minutes. Five? That's that's generous. Yes, yeah, so yeah. and and that includes Ozzy's little scene at the end, so the post credit scene. So, yeah. so that means each of the each of them had one camera set up. <laughs> you know, basically, each of them was a one camera set up cameo. Yeah, I kind of wish I had kept the uh, plastic case in the slip cover for this movie because it goes for stupid money now. Really? Of, yeah. Uh, well, what are you gonna do? Well, is there any anything else that we can talk about for uh, trick or treat? What else? The... I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, it's out there for free. You should go to w- watch it. It's, it's fun. time right now. So there you go. It's it's the perfect kind of '80s slice of Velveeta that you want to watch. Especially if you're any sort of hard rock or heavy metal fan, you'll find more to get out of. Oh it. yeah, yeah, you'll definitely have, a, and and especially like the older, the closer you are to having been living around 1986, to that ups the charm. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, I, I mean don't be an airhead, don't be an airhead and a brain dead. Go I, watch it. I have a friend. I didn't go to high school with him. He went to high school here where I live now, but I picture that was him in high school. When I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, there's Jeff Leon. <laughs> that, and that would be pretty much how he would react. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, All right. You heard it here, Jeff Leon. I'm going to make him listen to this podcast now that, that we've evoked his name. Flip spot. There you go. He's like, I was, I was living off the grid, man. Now I'm on the, on the internet. <laughs> I'm on the interwebs. Oh, All geez. Right. What was the name of the next movie? 
Trick R. <laughs> it's the pirate one. Or it's, yeah. like, it's like Toys R Us almost. <laughs> I like the yeah, version really of Toys R Us, Toys Is Us. That's where <laughs> Toys I Toys Us. Toys. It's good, it's good. It's Toshiba Guts. It's good stuff. But the, I know a genuine sorny when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that takes us to uh, a film that was completed in 2007, but not released in a limited theatrical release, but was released on the Warner Premiere label for a direct-to-video, uh, Trick or Treat. Um, and uh, it was released in 2009. And um, this was the brainchild of screenwriter and director Michael Doherty who is um, he works with uh, Brian Singer a lot uh, Google his name you'll be able to he's got credits on a whole bunch of stuff and this is a four tales of, of Halloween terror intertwining uh, take take creep show and quasi Tarantino and sort of mash it together and it's got That's a little. Ta- ta- it's got yeah, a little Tarantino and a little bit of um, slacker. If you ever saw Richard Linklater's yep. first movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and if um, if if Creepshow one and two were were directly of the same vein, and then Tales from the Dark Side was really Creepshow three, this one would really be Creepshow four. Uh, other than the the fact that the title's different. Now I have a question: uh, Is this based on a real comic? No, because the, no, the, the co- yeah, the comic was an adaption of this. Okay, right. Yeah, and and actually, well, what's funny is Hero Hero talked about the um the the delays in the release is that actually they they had the comic ready to go solicited and then Warner's chose not to release the movie so the comic, the comic went unreleased out. for a couple of years too yeah <laughs> that was yeah. Just doesn't make sense to me no what yeah. uh, what was the holdup anyway it was they they I, didn't I think well they the, the movie changed titles a couple times like they just weren't they I don't I don't I don't know if the, whoever because they shopped it around. It wasn't just Warner's on this thing. They shopped this thing around. It just people just weren't sure that they were going to be able to find an audience for it. Huh. I mean, and, I think they, it's a really I mean they were wrong, you know. So cuz yeah. thing but it never got released to the theaters. I think they were just you got to remember this is what this is 07 like we're not getting a lot of really good horror movies and, and I mean I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. You look in the 2000s, there's a lot of shit. And just people just, I mean... I mean, this I is a perfect Halloween yeah. time movie. I mean, if you put yes. this out by Halloween time, this is a fun... This would be, like, well, like we were discussing... If there wasn't a movie called Halloween, you could call this one Halloween. Right. right. Sure. And I, and well, I this think, actually was called uh, October 31st. Okay. This was yeah. called Tales of Halloween. It was called Season Greetings, which is the name of the short that short, Sam first right. appears in back in 96. They wanted to call it that. But like they that was originally the title it was called Season's Greetings. They're like people think it's about Christmas. Like, all right, <laughs> well, let's change and I, it. And I think, like and I, I think I think Honeywell, I think you hit the nail on the head. You said the word fun. I think that, you know, especially at the time we're at, you know, the the mid to late 2000s. And I, you know, the a film that is in many ways, a, a very much a straight horror film, but in just as many ways, a black comedy. I don't think it knew how to market this. I don't think yeah. anyone, any studio looked at this and said, oh, I know how to do this. Because they didn't know. It's like, is it, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be scary? I don't get it. It, it shatters my small paradigm that I live in. Uh, mm. So they, they they didn't, you know, I, I think a lot of studio folks didn't understand it. Whereas genre fans look at it and we get it immediately. Immediately, yeah. yeah. You, know, you, you talked about Creepshow and Creepshow 2 and, and Tales from the Crypt Hero. I mean, even even extending that, this is, I mean, th- this has the same type of twists and swerves you'd get from an Amicus movie yeah. or an EC comic. I mean, th- this is part, this is bread and butter anthology horror. 
It's just yeah. now they kind of they're not individual set pieces. They all kind of mix up a little bit. Yeah, but you know, movie starts and ends ends at the same place. Right. Yeah. And but then the the characters kind of run you know tangentially run into each other here and there and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and all the stories cross paths and it's but it's, but it's yeah. But ultimately, it's 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 you know like Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, you know the Doctor Terror's House of Horror, you know all of the Asylum, all the the classic amicus ones and then of course creep show was an homage to those to begin with so yeah i mean i i really think this was one where they just didn't know how to market it if it, if it was something that by this point was just a straight gruesome horror film yeah it would have gotten a theatrical release or if it was something that was you know funny just straight up funny it would have been but this kind of it, it exists in a middle ground and in, in a lot of ways it makes it kind of perfect as a Halloween movie yeah. for that. Yeah. Because Halloween is scary and funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Halloween the holiday, not Halloween the movie. I mean, Halloween has some yeah. funny bits. Yeah. It, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> I think the other issue, too, is, and I think uh, it gets her here, um, Anna Paquin's the biggest name in this movie. Um, and she's. I, mean, I would argue Brian that... Cox, but. Well, okay, no, no. Okay, but Brian <laughs> yeah, Cox is not. And... not... Get Rogue and Colonel Stryker in this movie. Yes, that's true. But I'm saying, but like, but but Anna Paquin's the name, like, I mean, that people would recognize. I mean, but again, uh, when did True Blood start? True Blood even hadn't even started yet. After. When they were, yeah, yeah, it was, but, but, right? So I'm saying, so it's not like they had, it's not like when Texas Chainsaw Massacre Generations, wherever they called that one, which had, um, you know, um, Zellweger. Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey, and they're like, oh, quick, let's get this out because they're, they're now famous people. Like, you can't even be like, oh, well, we had someone in this before they were famous. We can put their name on it. It's not like Brad Pitt was in this or, you know, um, like George Clooney or some shit like that. I mean, I mean and I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from the actors in the movie. What I'm saying is you just don't have a name that you can say, well, we can market this for sure because there are people who will go see it. But horror um, movies and- aren't really also – they're not, you know, always big, you know, on having – it's – Horror movies are almost classically for not having names or having names beforehand because you want to have the people not associated with a, a famous face when you're killing them off and stuff. It's it makes you you know more liable to relate to them. You know, right? Well, what I'm saying is though, but since they didn't know how to market this, but if it's straight it, horror uh, or a comedy, because if it, if it's a comedy, you know, if it's like the scary movies. And uh, what you know, whatever the other ones, and I still you know, like like the, you know, all those those knockoffs. Like you know, I still know what you did last Friday the Thirteenth, and whatever you know, kind of things like that. Then they're like, oh, we have a we have a name or somebody you can like kind of latch onto that's funny. You don't have that here. So, yeah, I mean, they, you know, as genre fans, they, we can just go, oh, it's an anthology. Yeah, right. right yeah, but yeah. but that's hard for people to kind of just like, oh, you know, whatever, right. and just buy into it. You know, you don't see so, it. Right, you see anthologies and, and like once or twice a decade in in the movies. It seems like yeah, and and that's the thing also. I mean, again, if this had been, you take out some of the funnier bits in this and make it, like I said, straight up more gruesome. I mean, you're talking 2007. I mean, you know, we're 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 knee deep or hip deep, whatever, in you know the 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 Saw franchise and. You know all mm-hmm. the the you know the more the more gruesome body horror stuff that had come out. So th- and that was getting all theatrical releases and doing good business. So I think there there would have been a market for that. But because this is not like that, this is a very and it's funny because this film is an um, is very much an homage, like we said, to the anthologies. But it's very much its own animal in the way that right. it it kind of has its own rules about things. It it mm-hmm. you know obviously there there's uh, you know the character of Sam who is kind of this omnipresent character all the time. Like and it, it does a lot. Halloween. 
I love him. He's so cool. It's one of the best the... designs for any for anything horror related in years. It's yeah, so yeah. simple and to the point. Yep. Yeah. And, and Jay, so... you, Jay mentioned Jay mentioned the season's greetings short, which is on the DVD and is which recommended is nice. viewing. It's yeah. it's it's three and a half minutes. That's well worth your time to watch, mm-hmm. especially if that's you've just Sam watched... is introduced and stuff. Yeah, just yeah. watch Trick or Treat. Sam, of course, named for Sam Ain, you know. Yes. Which I, I thought was a nice touch. You're gonna go, whoa! Like, like, you're gonna get you're gonna get your uh, <laughs> your dancing on for us, Luke. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bulk up, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I we get a <clears throat> we get a couple of stories, and they and they really do all tie into a lot of Halloween tropes. I mean, the first yeah. one is you know why you should check your candy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> simple things like that. Why you yeah. keep the pumpkins lit during Halloween. Um, you, uh, yeah, well, it's uh, well, it's it's different aspects because it's the kid that check your candy because it's the kid trick or treating. It's the the urban legend ghost story spooky story uh, thing, you know, with, oh, 30 years ago tonight this happened, you know. It's the uh, Halloween's a time to dress up and have sex, you know. There's that kind of aspect yeah. to it. And there's the, the crotchety old bastard who doesn't have the spirit of Halloween, you know, wants to just be left alone. Yeah, and, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. Let, and then there's the kids who are like, let's play a prank on some other kids. Yeah. <laughs> that is the standout. Yeah, those kids are oh, very yeah. well written. They're, they're, those are like um, borderline Spielberg level kids. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. that that and it's if you're gonna tell that style campfire tale, the way they do it, and with the flashbacks, and the way that it's filmed, uh, it, yeah, the 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 school bus massacre is basically what the the title of it is, and okay. um, it's as you'd imagine, it's a bunch of mentally challenged children that their parents have decided we don't want to deal with them anymore and they pay the bus driver to uh murder them <laughs> really is what it comes yeah, down to yeah things don't go as planned throw the them under die. the bus the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the kids do end up getting killed the bus driver presumably makes it away yeah. uh and the way well, that he gets out they do tell you he they, gets there and he was never they heard from again uh, yeah. it's uh Until it's the, yeah the <laughs> way that that segment is filmed um and the the kid acting is great on it um yeah. and it's watching it it's it's something that kids would do and it's and it just shows how how Ruthless. horrible <laughs> how horrible some kids can be and it's and it's heartbreaking to a point uh but like any good horror movie uh you know what happens in this movie kids die yeah oh yeah thank yeah. god um i yeah. rewatching this again I was like, yes, children, asshole children are dying, and they fucking deserve it. They Um, have to die. (laughs) People don't realize they have to die so that the other kids know that they can die. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, And the the audience knows. And it and it also I mean parts of the story this particular story do come back into play later and they give you enough signposts on it to where it's it's eminently effective, Um, and it's. But it, the way that the flashback is filmed, it's in like sepia tone. The costumes that they give the mentally challenged kids are horrific. Like they oh, just something it's out exaggerated. Of like, like a it's like story. German expressionism, yeah, or something. <laughs> and it's because you never see the kids' actual faces. It's just the masks that they have, and it's yep. it's terrifying. It's so and damn good. They're chained to their seats, and they're chained. Yeah. 
it's yeah. it's it's great. It's a great scene. I, I'm sure others would argue the um, the little Red Riding Hood uh, bit would be probably some I, people yeah. stand out. That's my weakest well, that's, one. That, that's a, that's well. The thing about it is it to me it's a great swerve that in retrospect it's like well of course that's yeah it. you see it coming and, yeah. the, and but but when you but you don't think about it because you're again like I said it plays on tropes of Halloween and we're watching a film. So the girls are like, oh, making fun of the virgin. You got to just be yourself. You know, the boys will come and all that. We're all thinking the same thing, especially yeah, when yeah. we're in the changing room. And they're like, oh, about- we got a winner for you. We got a guy waiting here for you. And this, yeah. you know, the, the big fat guy Hugh. passed yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's basically baby Huey. But, uh, yeah. The one that reminded me of, and Jay will appreciate this, is from The Vault of Horror. With the one guy that always gets stuck yeah. for the drinks. Yeah. If you guys have seen the Vault of Horror, there's one where it's that it's the it's a vampire gag like that yeah. at the bar. Yeah, I get stuck for the drinks with the vampires. So yeah. it, like I said, it, it's it, but it this and yeah. So it's it, it can like I said it in retrospect it's kind of obvious, but it's also pretty clever when you think because it plays very much on the tropes and what we're expecting. And you put the pretty girl in there with Anna Paquin and you set it up with the other scene with the you know air quotes up to the mic vampire you know that we get. And so you yeah. you're 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 already thinking in certain terms, and then it swerves you, and it swerves you, I think, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. the the werewolves in that scene, they're all done by by Tatopoulos Studios. Yeah. Um, people people know him, of course, from his face off stuff and whatever. But most people know, um, even if they don't recognize they don't recognize the name, it's the, it's the Lichens from uh, Underworld. Um, now, granted, um, they there some of them are done physical, some of them are done CGI. Uh, you know, again, just like it was in, in Underworld, um, the, the werewolf effects in this movie are very good. I, as a werewolf, like, per, I mean, this, that's like, was she growing not up, well, I mean, I don't say we should not have, I'm saying, but growing up, I was always the, where I was the Wolfman fan. Like, you know, I was like, or whatever. I mean, you know, the others, all the other classics are fine, but I always liked werewolves and stuff. Luke's more of a mummy kind of guy, you know, say, who uh, is shaving on the plane so much. They're using up razor blades. Up razor the blades. Wolfman ah, shaving on the ah, click, click, click. Ah, ah, you know? Um, so the thing is like, to me, um, you know, the, the transfer transformations, um, I, I think they hit their all time high, uh, you know, um, in American Werewolf in London, to me, that's always one of the greatest transformations mm-hmm. of all time. I mean, just the pain and the, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, the howling had Howling's a great really transformation, good too. but, but I think, I think American Werewolf in London hits it even harder because they show it in direct light. There's no, like yeah. you're just there and the change of heads and stuff. The, the new, the new idea that the werewolves rip their skin off to reveal what's underneath. I, it's fine. I mean, I get it, but it's just, it's never been my thing. Like, like I think it's more effectively done here than in other films. The idea yeah. that they're like, they're, they're like, like cutting off this like rubbery skin. It doesn't look rubbery, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're cutting I off like picture like coming out of a cocoon or something, you know, yeah. they, they like change underneath and then tear the old skin off. Yeah. Well, or that, or I think of it like, like the baby bell cheeses, you know, where you pull the little <laughs> wrapper off the little red things off. Right. Um, can you, roll the, can you roll the little red thing in a ball and hit somebody in the head with it? Yeah, yeah you just chew yep. on it. It's like wax lips. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get cheese and wax lips. Damn right. <laughs> Someone's sitting on a million dollar idea right there. Um, so what I'm, what I'm saying is the uh, so I mean I think those scenes I think it's very effective. I think it 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 works. And again, it to me is the most cutesy scene too. It has the little like the little they're not winking at the camera, but it's so winky. And stuff, yeah, which yeah. is fine, but I think that yeah. I think the movie needs that. I think the problem is, um, 
sometimes when you watch anthology movies, and I've actually watched a few of them this holiday, this this Halloween season. I've watched Holidays, and I've watched Southbound, and both of those are so amazingly uneven. They just don't understand the concept of what they're doing. They're like, hey, let's just get a whole bunch of people and throw them together. It's it's in the vein of I want to say like. Um, ABCs of horror and like VHS where it's not all done by the same person. I think what we get here is um, since it's one writer and one story, it's all like anthology that way, but it's not a whole bunch of different directors and stuff like that. We get someone who has a narrative throughout and he can kind of move you through the different each, each part that make like the, um, the, the, the part with the, the children in the quarry, which originally actually was supposed to be taking place in a pumpkin patch, but I think the quarry is way scarier, yeah. right? Yeah. That the quarry's is got totally, that elevator is... Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying it's, it's you, that that scene you, is definitely the more... Rock quarry, you just have to be careful that, like, a monster fight doesn't break out or something. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> or, like, an action scene from Doctor Who in the 80s, you know, something like that. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm saying is, you know, Thanks, the, the, that scene... That scene has more, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 you know, the freakier part. It's it's it was the more serious part of there. Um, I think we get you know different tone, obviously with the uh, you know the more of a twist. There's definitely much more of like the kind of like they're they're so blatantly telling you the twist with the with the, the werewolves you know part. Um, even compared to the kid with the candy, like. You know, that's uh, my second it, favorite part. Yeah, well, I, I think that's that's the that's played for laughs. That is yeah, so yeah. played for laughs. Yeah. And 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 then the part with Brian, you know, at the end with Sam and Brian Cox, that is played super serious. Like yeah. it's so. And I think that's what Michael uh, Doherty can do. Um, and again, I know he worked with Brian Singer. Um, you know, we, you know, he, if you look at his credits, there are things on there that you maybe you liked him, maybe you didn't. Doesn't matter. It's you know, kind of the, the whole point is he understood this when he was making this, that each one of these things has to work together to tell one coherent story throughout, but they have to be different enough where people are like, ah, I've seen this already. I've seen this already, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why this works a lot better than a lot of these newer anthologies that have come out in the last few years, because instead of it being like, you know, shotgun, throw it all up on the wall and let's see what sticks kind of thing. And every director does everything. Like everyone's, there's there's no there's no point here where someone's trying to get in a pissing match and say, well, mine will right. be more gory than yours and I can do yes, whatever. You that's know? that's so. exactly right. Because I, I, I like the VHS films, but that's exactly what they are. They turn into like, I, I'm going to outdo everybody. Nobody's going to be able to do something as cool as me. Yeah. And, 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 I, and, I, and I have no problem with competition. I like the idea of competition, but when you're making a film, when you're all working together, collaboration is a stronger tool than competition. Yeah, no, and yeah. what Doherty's able to do, because, like I said, you've got one unifying vision. It, it, even though they're different, they said they're different tonally. They're very different. They'll, some, some have are, are more involved. Some are more simplistic, but they, they all kind of work together, and they all, like I said, they all at the end play into the overall theme of of Halloween and the spirit and season of Halloween. And so it, it you can say it, it holds together better than a lot of these more modernist anthologies, which is why I said in my mind, it throws back to the Amicus anthologies. What is it rated R? Rated uh, It's rated I, R. Well, so, is it R? Is it this movie? Is R. Yeah. So is it R or is it unrated? Um, Hold on. I think my the DVD I watched of it, I want to say I got from Netflix, and on the envelope it said was marked rated R. Well, see, this so is I a good this is a good R rated movie for little kids, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, they're they're Sex having. I mean, like a bunch yeah. of kids are having a sleepover, and they're like, "Oh, let's see what's on HBO right now." It, Ooh. An R rated movie. 
this one isn't like super traumatizing but it would be good like like eight ten year old kids would it would scare the hell out of them you know while having enough relief in it and enough scandalous adult stuff but it's not particularly really i mean is there even any nudity in it yes is there yes yep on the nature special and uh I will say I did th- this. What this I thought was a kind of an a. Uh, I, I I'm assuming it's intentional. In the first five minutes of this film, the we we see a character we see a character moving from their point of view. Okay, through kind of a ga- through like a a filter of some kind over the camera. Okay, we also see boobs in the first five minutes, and we see someone killed in the first five minutes. Um, I'm going to put this out to the listening audience. What film set at this time has all three of those features in common with this film? Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yes. Right on one. Yes. It's Mary Halloween. Poppins. So <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting Mary Poppins and SOB mi- mixed up. <laughs> hey, yeah. Mary, it's good to see you, Willie. That wasn't what you said the last time. But uh, no. So it, 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 <laughs> Right out of the gate, uh, right out of the gate, there, there's a there's a straight homage to Halloween, but it's not an obvious homage to Halloween unless you're, like I said, a genre fan that's going to recognize a POV shot, you know, uh, right. a quick glimpse of uh, someone being killed all in the first five minutes. That I mean, and uh, you know, it's it's I, it's different. It's not all shot POV, you know. It's it's it it, it breaks up the uh, the narrative plane of it, but it's it's clearly saying is it it to me it's almost like paying tribute to what is you know is is always going to be the greatest and most popular Halloween film of all time it's paying tribute to it and then going in a different direction well all the time i was right. watching this movie i'm just like wow this is entertaining the hell out of me and i totally like appreciated it it just has that extra bit of work and and attention paid to it you know somebody uh, they really cared about the script in the movie and they really like work to 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 make it a cohesive whole i mean you know i mean they didn't and they didn't work too hard on it you know what i mean that they, they kept it light right. but it all hangs together perfectly and it has it I, it really has a throwback mood to the 80s without and and when when you say like an easter egg to halloween it's not like we have Easter eggs now where you just spot something and go like, oh, there, you know? Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's like when, subtle. When, uh, it's, a th- it's a thought out thing that you might not catch the first time or, you know. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not the, like the guy, the guy standing across the street menacingly before the car pulls up, you know. He's not yeah. wearing a, a shape mask. He's not wearing a right. hockey mask. But right? he's got he's the body language. Right. He's just wearing a blank white mask. But it's not it's it's not a oh look, that's the mask from Halloween or, or you know, that's the mask from Scream or whatever, you know. It's it's a little it it's it's paying homage, but it, like you said, it it's not a it's not a uh, a screen cap sort of homage right, like right, we yeah. get Netflix, where it's like, Oh, we gotta freeze frame this. It's an and idea. there's gonna be an article on BuzzFeed about the ten things you missed in this movie or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it shows that somebody really appreciates and understands the movies they're paying homage to, you know, rather than just being like, Hey, remember this? You like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this well, I think does... two yeah, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm saying I think what two is uh um you got uh you know there's definitely that, and they, the, the idea of like having the the really big heavy kid is the one who's smashing things, and you know he's stealing all the candy and whatever. Like it's kind of um, I would say stereotypical kind of thing, but 
it's like, yeah, well, of course that makes sense. Like, it was like things that like, if that makes sense in the, in the grand scheme of what you're, you know, what you're, you know, seeing there, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's, he's only worried about how much candy he can get. I mean, that's what, uh, um, what's his, he says to him, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, don't, don't waste a good one on this. It's only candy, right? Don't waste the, He's like, don't waste a good lie on this one. You know, you're yeah. just stealing candy, you know, and he's a fat kid stealing candy. But uh, is I don't that, know. Is and, that and, the kid from Bad Santa? It's Thurman Merman. Now, you yes. see, I'm yeah, thinking, is, yeah. how old is that kid then? Because Bad Santa was quite a few years. Well, no, I guess it wasn't. You're, about four years before. Yeah. Got a, yeah, yeah, it's not that much further. Remember, this was, this was, it didn't come out to 09, but it was filmed. Yeah. It, was, it was finished in 07, so it was filmed in 05, 06. So it's not that. It's probably around the same time. All I know is when he starts puking, man, <laughs> yeah. does that remind me of... Um, Oh shit! Is that is that Goonies? Well, no, yeah. no, stand by me. Stand by me. No, he's talking about the fake vomit. Stand by me. Are you? Is it stand by me? Where where he's telling the story about the the pie eating contest yeah, and everyone's puking. Stand by me. And stand yeah. by me, right? Yeah. 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 No, but I'm right. here. I was thinking about Goonies. Right? I brought it. I made a pot of fake vomit. And I went up and to the I threw it over the balcony and I started making the sound like. <laughs> and then everybody started puking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I I knew Goonies. I, I, I was more thinking of the like the pie eating contest when he was like, and he puked, and then she puked, and everyone's puking, and it's like this is just projectile puke, or you know, barfarama. <laughs> <laughs> but again, paying homage to those those movies, and those are eighties movies, you know, kind of thing. Um, and Michael Doherty's not that much older. You know, it's not like he's like you know, it's not like he's Carpenter where he was already making. You know, he's in the middle of his career at that point. You know, he was, he's a younger guy, and you know, so he grew up on those kind of movies. So he's paying homage there too. And there are plenty of people who have no idea that that's you know even possibly even you know invoke those ideas. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think the 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 little kid. Um, you know, where he goes, Charlie Brown's an asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, because I'm watching, I watched it. I was, I was, I was working on the fluffy the other day. Um, and I was watching the movie downstairs and I just burst out laughing every time he says that. And he's like, like, don't do that. Like, don't, you know, don't yell that out. Like, you know, you're like, Oh, it's so true though. You know, uh, but it's it's just funny. My favorite it's, you know, part of I mean, that is he feeds a dog a finger. It's so awesome. <laughs> and it doesn't, and it's not a plot device. The dog doesn't show up anywhere with the finger. The dog just had a nice little snack. Yep. Well, the the end of that scene, the end of that that part is completely amicus, uh, e old EC comics, like a hundred percent right there. Oh yeah. Where it's like yeah. they were they're carving up that. In fact, I mean like it's it, a last. It is so it's a panel in a comic. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying it's it's it's, it's the end of uh, was what's it called. Uh, I want my cake, you know, kind of thing from yes. Bitch, I want my cake. It's Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I got my cake. You sounded more like Cookie Monster there. I got my cake. Cookie. <laughs> now and again when my wife makes me a nice cake as a dessert they don't appreciate that at all we I need to write what? we need to write sesame street and tell them they need to do a parody of that with cookie monster and kermit hey, kermit did, me want did, me cookie they did game of chairs on yeah sesame street yeah recently. no they, they'll, they'll, they'll do some they, sketchy they stuff did, they did sons of poetry 
It's of yes. Sons of Anarchy. Oh, no. Sons of Poetry! Yes. And actually, my favorite one they ever did was actually did The Closer, where they yeah. had all the characters from The Closer, and Kira Cedric went around closing briefcases and closing drawers and closing windows. Oh, my windows. God, that's awesome. <laughs> What would the Sesame Street Breaking Bad skit be? Didn't uh, they do that one with the Cookie Monster? He's on the blue where he's cookies. Like, oh, where he's no, he's he's she's like trying to like uh, smoke the the you know he's got the the, the cookies and he's got the he's freebasing it and the whole not. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. They did do when when Cookie met Sally, which was the spoof of when yes. Harry met Sally with Cookie Monster, where they had to learn to be patient and whine. But that's not quite the same. <laughs> Oh, at, the end, remember, remember at the end, when, when Cookie and Sally eat the cookies, the woman does go, I'll have what they're having. Remember Cookie's yeah. Choice? That was a good <laughs> one. Cookie's <laughs> Choice! Oh no, I know which cookie me have to eat. Oh no, I, I just eat both cookies. Yes, yes, that's the way to do it. Yes. <laughs> remember that uh, one with Kermit behind the green lily pad? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was a great one. Or how about Kermit on Family Guy? Hey, do you know the way to... It's back the way you came, you know? <laughs> uh, so um uh crap he's back on topic here so the uh you know so i mean obviously that one's got the the, the when, when the girls are in the the dressing room there and the, the woman's like we have children out here and i'm like look lady um this is probably the tamest stuff your son has ever heard that like kid's going, great, you know, he's great though he's peeking in is. while they're changing Dude, you know I would they, be fuck. Well, yeah, but you know who that you know that who that the, pe- the they, he's credited as Peeping Thomas. But do you know who that is? <laughs> no. Peeping Thomas is the or Peeping Tommy. I think it's Peeping Thomas is the same kid who plays Sam. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think now he's not supposed to be Sam as cool as that would be. Right. But because that again is an you know. It, that's that's not specifically in the in Halloween, but I've always remembered in the novelization, Judith Myers in in her in her inner monologue talks about that how rare it is to have the house to yourself where my kid brother is not trying to you know sneak a peek at me or pinch my ass or something like that. So it's kind of that same idea, you know, the 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 kid that he he's prepubescent, he knows it's naughty, but he's not really sure why. He's doing it just kind of to piss him yeah. off a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It's that kind Michael. of Michael! Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the video of, with, with it's like the Facebook video where the guy's got the series of signs. Yes, and he the said, Mike Myers Hi, one. my name is Michael. I, I had yes. a really childhood. I lost my, my older sister. I'm really trying to find my sister, Lori Strode. <laughs> yes. I don't talk much anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was great. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's like the original version of Halloween 8, right there. It is. It is exactly. No, it was, was, was going to be a member of the haunted house with the webcams yes. and all that. Yeah. I'm not arguing with the point, Luke. Somebody, it, it was, oh. it was Somebody needs to do a Sarah rides. Connor one with that, with a Terminator. Yeah, I'm looking, looking for Sarah Connor. <laughs> and all Sarah Connors must report. <laughs> He's Funny, just I, being I, systematic. I, I, yeah. Oh, I might have to close early today. <laughs> Dick Miller, you gotta yeah. love Dick Miller, man. Uh, Faced plasma rifle in the forty watt range. Hey, it's what you see on the wall, no. pal. Dick Miller. I always wondered about that. What, wouldn't his program know Who's that that didn't exist yet? You yeah, know? Well, he's just, he's hoping. 
He helped <laughs> Maybe, maybe, if, yeah, I don't know. You know. Maybe, maybe he has an inside track. Did that have any historical records? I think that was just, here, you're, you, we're going to send you to this place, you're going to kill anybody named Sarah Connor, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know where she lived. He didn't, I mean, he just, I just, he didn't that's, know. That's a good point. It's, it's most evolved response to anything was, fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, right? asshole. Yeah. Well, that's what Hicks says. He goes, he didn't have any, he just knew that, he just knew the city. He was being systematic. And just picking her off one at a time down there. Let's go. You know it's not actually Hicks, right? I'm just It could be. It could be Hicks's great 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 grandfather. Not actually Hicks. It's game over, man. If Hudson was there too, but Yeah. No, that would be great. Hudson was there, but he put could you imagine that's like Hudson's like, you know, uh whatever like that's supposed to be his like great 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 and they from there that bloodline went and then, on, then, they well, then a couple of years later he gets killed by a predator too are they all from the same family yeah that'd be yeah good man so, i'm gonna yeah. create well, a, i was five. just gonna like, say do the fan theory get it going hudson theory well, i mean yeah it's hey, just hey, like uh, I, I, it's like the han solo being uh um in that uh, in that, that issue of um star star wars star comic wars shit. Tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where that, I mean, that, Solo's yeah, coach is there, and Indiana yeah, Jones yeah. finds it, and then uh, you see Chewbacca's the uh, the the Bigfoot. So, yeah. but I'm well, that's, anyway. Well, you know, it's like it's like the theory that all of the characters that uh, Kurt Russell plays in all of the uh, uh, John Carpenter films are all related somehow. Are all the computer war tennis shoes? Yeah, <laughs> they, they're all they're all they're all life model decoys from the computer war tennis shoes. Yeah. Or or if so. you prefer its sequel, which I saw first, now you see him, now you don't. I've still never seen the strongest man in the world, so I own all three of them. Because I have saving it for a special occasion. Uh, uh, got the got the candles lit. Got some popcorn. Yeah. Got a bottle of jerky. Special occasion might be that uh, he doesn't have four kids screaming at the top of their lungs, though he can actually hear what the fuck they're saying. I had to barricade myself in my room today to watch Trick or Treat, and uh, and that was excellent. It only got interrupted to read a book twice. Hey. Well, it's a short movie. It's only eighty-two minutes. So eighty-two minutes, and it, it and it, yeah, it 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 play it it for the time that it lasts, it plays itself out. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But it, yeah. Uh, but this this film, unfortunately, what I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I segued to this, Bob, because the uh, love the show, Steve, because the uh, the what the way I watched this film demonstrated this film's weakness. I watched this film by myself in a room. Okay, at 10 o'clock in the morning. This is a party movie. This is a movie you need to watch with other people and a case of your favorite beverage, no matter what that beverage may be. This is a film that benefits from having an audience, a larger audience watching, because you all respond and react to each other. Watching it by itself, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. But I kept thinking, man, I wish I had my horror festicon pals here or my brother here or we were like live watching this with the less than a vault crew because we'd have a goddamn blast yeah. watching this movie together i and agree a, the, a theater the full of people would be really exactly fun. you know that like a, a, a good a film we'll get to eventually but i have two great theater experiences with was freddy versus jason the first time I saw it was on opening weekend in a sold out, legit sold out show on a oh, Sunday. Yeah. Yep, me, okay. me too, dude. Me too. And it was, and and it and it was a blast just having that whole all that energy. The second time I saw it was at the the Astro Triple in Clemson, South Carolina, which was the Dollar Theater. Okay, when it when it finished with the first runs and it went to the uh, the, the seconds and the Naves, 
You know, we, the, the Astro got it. And I went on like a Thursday or Wednesday e evening. I was living by myself. And it was a fairly full crowd, not a sellout. But that was, you know, the one with people yelling at the screen and stuff and all that. So that was... Girl, you stupid! You know, I remember somebody yelling that at one point in there. I think that uh, I had that. I had that. What's her name? The um, um, is it Kelly PJ Rollins? wears the hat. It's it's the girl from uh, from Ginger Snaps. Wears her her cap oh, all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Secret yeah. characters, whatever characters. Girl, you stupid! You know. That's the reaction of my theater when I saw Halloween H two O with my sister opening night. That that crowd was buzzing. Oh, say yeah. what you will about the movie, but my crowd experience was phenomenal. Right. Yeah, so but that's I, the kind of experience you need with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only but, way but to enjoy this, it. But you can you but this I mean you can you can just try and imagine what it would be like to get in a in a an, an appreciative audience, even if it's only yeah. in your living room, you know? That a yeah, film yeah. like this really would play to its strengths in that environment. Yeah, I actually, I made Maureen watch it, and the only reaction she got out of it was those kids teasing Rhonda were horrible, and they got what was coming to them, and she thought Brian Cox was a badass at the end. <laughs> like, that, that was her only response to it. Uh, I was like, well, but she did pick up on the fact that Brian Cox was the bus driver. Oops, spoiler. Whoops. It's not that hard. It's not that far a jump, though. You didn't pick up on that, though. I was like, is that obvious? What the? She's like, are they, are they all vampires? I'm like, no. Like, you should be able to tell from the hints they've been dropping. One of them's the runt of the litter. They're going to Sheep's Hollow. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Maybe some riding hood costume. Little Red Riding Hood action. Yeah, that yeah. might be a little giveaway. Well, the. Um. Um. Oh shit! I lost it. All right, it'll come back to me. Anyway, it, uh, happens, so like, you know, it happens to you. To, I've heard that happens to you, older guys. That every now and again yeah. that happens. So. Well, to to <laughs> Luke's point, um, when I went up, I mean, obviously this came out on uh, DVD and stuff, and I actually um, had a copy, um, and and I watched. I wound up watching it by myself uh, when it, when it first came because I had been waiting for this movie for like for years. You were reading yeah. about it in Fangoria and Horror Hound and Rue Morgue and stuff, and. I wound up watching it the night we got it. Like I came through Netflix, and I was like, "Man, my, my, our buddy John, um, who watched all these stuff with us, like we always would watch movies." I go, he's, "I'm not waiting to the weekend till he gets here to come watch it." So I had to watch it early, right? He goes, "Did you watch it?" I said, "No." He goes, "You're lying." He go, "Yes." He goes, "Doesn't matter." I guess he had his buddy had it too, and he wound up watching it early. We wound up watching it together, and now this is the second time we're both seeing the movie. And we already know what's going to happen, so it's like you can like you're getting like anticipating the thing. So there's not that like you know you're not sitting there like what's going on. You already have an idea. So there's that little bit of kind of like not banter, but like the little bit of like you know kind of cracking a joke or whatever kind of thing. And it's just that experience of watching it together. I've watched many a horror movie, um, at least used to watch horror movies with you know people like my, my brother or John or my brother and John and stuff like that. We actually cut our teeth on all the giallos that way and whatever. And it's a very different experience as now as I'm watching horror movies by myself. I mean, sometimes right. Haley's with me, but I have to have seen the movie already and make sure it's okay that Haley can handle it. You know, I can't just stick on something like, here we go, let's find out what Serbian films like, Hale, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, no! Kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it will never heard, be in this house. Yeah. Has heard on the Media Masochist, available. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was my um, start with all you guys. Don't watch it. Listen. Don't, just listen no, to our episode. No. 
No, yeah. no, no, no our episode first before watching it. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those things. Like, I can't just sit down and watch a, a new movie or, or right. a movie I've never seen before and trust that it's okay. You know, because yeah. it's it may not be. There might be you know too much of whatever in it that she can't handle. Um, but like, she did not watch this with me. I know full well that she'd be totally okay with a lot of the like. She her big issue would have been the werewolf scenes because the girls are naked. And why are they getting naked, Dad? Are they doing bad things? Like, and I'm like, oh, I talk about like this is now how we explain sex. Great, I don't really want to have this conversation at five years old, right? <laughs> she would not have had a problem. To she would love Sam. She she's seen Sam before because she's been to horror conventions and stuff. And I have you know the figure. She she loves it. She thinks he's super cool. My buddy who um, is a sculptor, um, he he does a lot of. Um, interpretations of Sam with the mask on, with the mask off and stuff. And a lot of his sculptures have that in there. So this is something that's normal to her. And she looks at that as being just like Chucky or Freddy Krueger or, or Jason Voorhees as just an icon of horror, which is really hard to believe that in 2007, we can come up that, that Brian, uh, that um, um, Michael Doherty was able to create. I mean, it's from, I understand from 96, but he was able to create the new kind of little icon of horror that kind of been associated with Halloween. You know, uh, you know, to me, there's when we look back at like, you know, the universe, your, your, your classic monsters, like, you know, your Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, whatever those it, those were what they were. Right. And, and those have always kind of stayed with us. And those are those are like legendary characters. But when you look at the Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees and Leatherface and like uh, Chucky and stuff like that. There isn't anything. I mean, there's the Scream Mask Killer coming out of like the '90s, but that took Wes Craven. This wasn't Wes Craven. This isn't you know Toby Hooper. This isn't John Carpenter making the new you know piece that goes to Halloween. This is a guy who really. I mean, let's be honest. Most people don't know who he is. You've seen his stuff because, but you don't realize he's because it's all Brian Singer stuff. But it's not like it's you know Carpenter's new. He's going to add the next piece to this you know lexicon of horror icons. But Sam is definitely one of them. And I think he touches on stuff um, because even when he's 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 doing like this horrible I, – I, I think I sent it to, to Chris. I, or I sent it to the group, the group of you um, when I was watching this. I said um, the scenes with Sam are hard because of all the little cuts or a little whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because like, he, he's, not, he's not killing him with a big machete. He's got a box cutter yeah. in a candy bar. Oh, and it, and Which they presumably the, is from the principal's yes. stash of candy, right? Yeah, yeah he, right. He yeah. ran up and got some. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He took the piece. That that's the candy bar he takes. And because right. okay. he goes, you didn't get one. He takes that candy bar, and that's the same candy bar later. Um, there's actually on the name the candy bar on uh, the name on it is I think the executive producer's name on there, and then the bottles of whiskey. Um, they have the name of a different producer or different you know whatever. Like this, they're actual people's names who are the uh, people who got the movie made on everything. And, you know, it's just, I, to me, I never thought, like, I would, like, now I understand, like, it's hard because a lot of movies, like, they're trying to franchise a movie, and, like, the Saw, the puppet from Saw has become oh, kind of like what people kind of remember, even though the puppet's nothing but a puppet, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not Jigsaw. You know, well, but, you know, and you, you know, want to know what's funny is that is that and th this tells you how my mind works sometimes. 
when at the very end of this, when the three the three kids dressed as the three little pigs yes. go and knock on the old man's door after the bit with Sam and he gives him the candy. Okay. After it said, yeah. Oh, three pigs. And I said, Oh, that wonder if this is a I wonder if this is a joke about Saw was the first thing I thought. <laughs> because of the pig yeah. mask, you know? Yeah. So it's like especially Speaking of pigs, to- I do have to mention probably my favorite line of the entire movie. When the when the three kids are there's I think it was a hot dog, but fucking a pig. Yeah. <laughs> just the fact yeah. that there was a kid saying that and then later yeah. on you do see the hot dog and yeah. i guess i love when the when the werewolf is trying to roll the dude in the hot dog costume yeah. that is that is that that's your moment of zen right there. oh i, I loved it loved it yeah i will say that we never we never get back to that orgy party we no we i want to get back to that that was like something out of room 237 man <laughs> we never no but i'm saying we we ne- that that story never gets picked up somewhere you know we ne- yeah. we don't see her on the street or something like that or you know she doesn't break some rule and sam comes in you know well they might have been know, they might have been thrown something some of those characters that went nowhere they might have been throwing them in for the for you know i mean this direction it, yeah. or for future installments of this cuz yeah, it's one of those awesome. things where they've got some rules and they've got a character but you can pretty much go anywhere with this, you know. If you just stick to the four stories format, you could make bunches of these without having to repeat anything or get into. It's a. It's already a formula, <clears throat> so you don't have to worry about it falling into formula or anything like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. To, just make sure you got you know. If it's not one writer, then everybody's going to be on the same page. Right, right. To keep the, yeah. the consistency there. Yeah. And I got to ask this. Was anybody else a little disappointed with the Sam reveal of his face? I, I thought he was creepier before you saw his face. I'd rather have not have seen his face and be like, oh, he's some sort of alien or something. If it was just the rip from the from the bottom jaw down and that's all you saw, I think that would have been more effective. I, I would have yeah. maybe liked to have seen the back of his head and just like... The guy reacting. Well, horror. rewatching it during the credits, they ruin it. The last flash that you see before the movie starts after the credits is the revealed face, and it's a split second, but it's there. Right. So it's like I was like, oh shit! Rewatched, I'm like, they kind of ruin it. It's like, eh. Yeah, but you know the first, you, the first time, but when you see it out of context the first time, you know. Yeah, it's just you're a not jump sure what scare. the hell it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I like it because. It goes back to what we were saying that this is kind of a, a this is a combination of a horror and a black comedy. It looks ridiculous, but I think that's kind of the the scary part of it. Yeah. Is that okay? He looks creepy as hell wearing his pajamas and his burlap mask, you know. Yeah. And it and it's extremely creepy. And then he pulls it off, and it's a jack o' lantern, and it looks ridiculous. And you kind of want to laugh at it, but at the same time, his head's a fucking jack o' lantern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, creepy. Big black eyes. Right, that, so it's like okay, it's like you know, it's like okay, that's again, it's a little funny and a little scary, so I think it works. I mean, I agree, he looks better with the sack on, which is why he wears yeah. the sack, you know, yeah. and that's why that's the look. You very rarely see, like I know when like McFarlane did a toy of him, he was wearing the sack on his head, <clears throat> and if you wanted one of those, anytime around two thousand eight, you could have gone to Toys R Us and gotten one out of a oh discount. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, see that as because okay. <laughs> they they were not they were the overpack. They were the because uh, yeah, they because the they, they yeah because <laughs> they really they, again uh, they really thought that um, you know again I don't ever I never understood why anything's ever short packed or overpacked or whatever in any case ever but they 
um, they would you would open the pack of the case up because John was working at um, Spencer's at the time back in the day when he would get these things. You'd open a case up. You're like, all right, there's 12 figures, six of each, two of each. Nope, here's eight of this character. <laughs> they did that. That poor, and I think that kind of uh, hurt a little bit too because people kind of were like, oh, I seen this thing, I seen this thing, you know. Um, with the sack on, he reminds me. You ever see those? And, and, and you can Google this too. Look at pictures of kids' Halloween costumes from like turn of the century, right? Oh. Like depre- depression era. Like oh, look at those. Say, like yeah, around around two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at all the skanks and sluts that are out there, um, and Most then and then all the girls. Are are like some form of animal ears. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh but I'm saying this. But if you look at like it's like look at depression era costumes or when when uh, like like you know nineteen hundred kind of costumes. Look at what kids dressed as. They are scary as fuck. They're evil like they are bastards. Yeah, they're way scarier than any of the shit nowadays. No, no, like, I, I have, mean, to, I have some of those masks, man, made out of sack sort of material <laughs> with starch on them, and they're they are cre- they are they are the stuff of horror movies. They're yeah. weird, creepy, blank. <laughs> they're they're made to terrify. Well, yeah. no, they're they're made to keep the other demons and yeah. bad things away you're gonna blend in right yeah that's the point you know I, I think that's one of the things we get with sam is with that sack on that you know kind of like he's a kid uh, you know in his pajamas right with with that little sack on his head it's a very cheap costume because maybe he's a poor kid and doesn't have the money he, he's clearly not with the other groups i mean obviously he's not with them but if you were to look at um Anywhere, and again, it depends on where, you, what kind of Halloween, you know, trick or treaters you get. There's always like those groups that go around, and there's always that kid who's kind of like not with the group, but he's kind of like doesn't want to be alone, but he's not, he's not, he, they won't let him stay with them. So he's right. always kind of hanging behind, and that's Sam. He's always behind the group. He's always like right outside of what's there, you know, kind of thing. Um, which is why, you know, I mean, I mean again, when, he, when he's standing there and he's like, oh, you didn't get one, and he grabs the bar and runs away, you know, kind of thing. I think that kind of speaks to that kind of old-timey, he's not part of this kind of feeling to it. Um, the right. same thing I think you get, too, when you have the kids, the, when, when all, the, when all the, the dead kids, the, the eight, rise up out of, the, uh, out of the quarry, right? Now, those are all actually play, played by little people. They're not actually kids um, in, those, in those, those roles uh, because they wanted to get, I don't know, I guess, you know, they didn't want to pull those prosthetics on those children. Um, whatever the case might be, but even there, like they come across as very classic, disturbing. Like I mean, they're all dead, but like yeah. you're you're getting this like oh this feeling. There's there's no you're not like ah look at them. They're like okay thanks I'll retain this for a later nightmare. No, it's you know, like, it's, it's, it's more like the fog than it, like, or something. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, just from my interactions with people that have mental issues and and disabilities of any kind. The way that that the lead one, the one who's the vampire, is played, is just so dead on the money. Like it, it's so effective. His yeah. struggle to get free and his yeah. plea to go home. It's yeah. Ugh, it's it's really it's I mean, that, really fucking heartbreaking. And you know the thing the thing that about that also is you got to realize that this is eight sets of parents that all agreed to kill their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is eight sets of parents all agreed to do this. I mean, that's pretty fucking hardcore right and there. And we're able to find a bus driver who would go like, 
okay, I'll go along with that. I mean, what, what was his plan? Going, was he like, gonna, like, I'm calling the police. Gonna, like, uh, was he going to, like, pop the clutch and let it fall off on its own or what? I think I'm not so. Really... They were, they yeah, were locked they were... in. He was going to get out, hit, lock down the, the gas pedal, and away they go. Yeah. yeah. Or the, or the uh, you know, have the, not necessarily put him into the, the whatever, have the bus catch fire, do something. It was something where it was clearly well, they were not escaping this. Well, yeah, you, you know? don't drive it to the edge of a quarry and set it on fire, though. Although, that would be <laughs> no, crazy. No, no. no. <laughs> That would be, I, well, you know what? You set it on fire, then you push it over the edge so it blows up halfway down. Yeah. Yeah, that'd have been boss. I'd love to see that. <laughs> that'd have been boss. <laughs> First you gas them, then you burn them, then you dump them in the quarry. <laughs> well, just from, from what I get of just of the bus driver of Mr. Creek, they always show his, presumably his high school ring. So it's clearly this is a guy who never amounted to anything past high school, probably was an asshole jock in high school, and now he's driving a bus for, you know, the, the school that these kids, the special school that they go to. Yeah, he, ha- he was a big guy like, like the, like, he was like probably a football chasing, hero or something. Some, well, that or he was chasing some metalhead around through the library and stuff and all that. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> Wearing a tie in shop oh. class, just... Yeah, why not? Uh, go to the safety trailer. <laughs> go to the safety trailer. <laughs> One of the, uh, the during that Big. last segment with, with Sam and, and Mr. Krieg, when he shoots him with the shotgun and you just see the dummy of Sam go sliding straight back into the yes. wall. It's so yeah. cartoony, but it's so effective, too. It's like, yeah. it's great. Yeah. And then we get all the little the the stuff when he blows bits of him off, and then he pulls himself back together. You know, the yeah. hand slapping him in the leg to wake him yeah. up. You yeah. know, and he's pumpkin guts, which is like it makes so much sense. It's just right. so much fun. Yeah, it's it's it. So like you were saying, Jay, he he you know is in a lot of ways kind of this icon of Halloween, the spirit of Halloween. Yeah. That and was so the what intent than, was to give a mascot yeah. to Halloween. Right, and to, yeah. to me, he totally is. Because even, yes, the shape is, is, you know, the guy associated with Halloween. But the shape's not really about Halloween, you know? No. He's a little bit more old school because he's about, you know, when you especially get into some of the later sequels and all that. But the shape's the boogeyman, you know? He's the boogeyman uh-huh. on film. Whereas this is about Halloween. You know, air quotes up to the mic, about, you know? So, I, I, like I said, he, yeah, he, Sam is, is great. And, and, and I love, I always loved it that ultimately what's he want? He wants the rules to be followed. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's chaotic good essentially. Right. 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 He's, he wants to follow the rules. And so yeah, when, you got, when yeah, you got your pumpkin him, lit, you give out your candy. Yeah. I'll leave you alone. If this or was, even it, like when, it, he, when he, when, and the quarry, when he sees Rhonda, they kind of just nod at each other because she's she got knows, the pumpkin in the, she's in got the, trolley. the pumpkin and it's lit and she knows the rules. She understands. And he knows that. And then when he stab goes and he, we think he stabs Krieg and he's just taking the, uh, the candy Yeah, and he takes it and he's like, okay, I got a treat. And he, and he goes away, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think, <laughs> Uh, to me, Rhonda, uh, you know, as, as much as I like the other children characters and they're well done, the Rhonda character is really well done. Yeah. Because you totally buy her as, you know, I mean, again, I mean, I, as a teacher, I, I deal with a wide array of children on, on a daily she basis. She's kind of Asperger's uh, so Idiots of yeah, I mean, even say it. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing is, I mean, she, but she definitely, um, and that's one of the things I think is hard when people hear 
Aspergers or or, or and they say you know an autistic child or something like that. They have in their head what they think that should be. And when you deal with children who are autistic or who are on the spectrum, um, you get such an amazing range of what it could be, yeah. right? Not every they're not the same. And I think that's what people don't understand. And and it's a real shame because um, there are people who are autistic who they people deal with in everyday life who might not be, you know, they, they might not have as many quirks and ticks and everything else. And you're just like, oh, that guy's just a little different. You a know, awkward, okay, he's a little yeah. different. Yeah, right? Or then you got the, 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 you know, I have, I mean, I have had, had students, I wish I was kidding, who are certifiably geniuses, who can't speak to you um, directly, who cannot communicate at all, who see things that aren't there, who are obsessed with, like, the idea that every time they take a shower, part of them, not their, not their skin, mind you, they, they, they understand that their, they, their dead skin is going away, so part of them is dying every day, but that when they wash, that it washes away part of their soul and they will no longer be whole. That that's not just them being like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to say this shit. They truly believe this to where they are terrified of getting wet. Rhonda here is portrayed beautifully because she's what she and she's exactly what she is. She's like there are rules and she knows her thing and like she's and she's so concrete sequential that when she's in that elevator, then when and you know when, or when it's time let us in, let it let us in here and then you look and then she she decides nope I'm going up I have yep. to go up because that's what it is and part of it is you want her to leave them behind. Yeah. Okay. You have to want her to win because you're like, why, why are you fucking with this girl? She didn't want this. She just is looking for acceptance and, and, or, and she doesn't know that you guys are tricking her. You know, it's, it's the, it's, it's, it's the end of Carrie. It's why, why in Carrie are we, I mean, I fucking love when she murders them all. It's awesome. Right, you know, it's funny, you know, it is. I love Carrie. Carrie's one of my favorite books of all time. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Why? Because she fucking kills them. Yeah. Because instead of talking about it, she fucking does it. Instead of Rhonda being like, maybe I should, she's like, nope, key, and goes right up, and I, and she it's has that wave. moment. The wave. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying she has that moment when you look, at, when you can see it in her eyes that you're like, well, maybe she's gonna be, nope, and she does exactly what you should do. Okay, and think about this. Hey, this you, is hey, exactly hey, you. Hey, you remember this? That was always my thing. I was always nice to the awkward chicks in high school for just that oh, reason. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you hey, never yeah. knew who was going to be a psychopath. Everyone who, who, loves who, Jay. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It's like, huh? Yeah. You know, like, but it's. But it's I think part of the, um, what we're, what we're seeing now is, uh, in. And again, I know this movie is a little older, you know, by this time. It's 2016, so this is 2007. So we're talking, you know, nine years ago. Um, what we were seeing there and in, in the 2000s, mid-2000s, late 2000s, we started getting a much realer portrayal of people who, who suffered, who are suffering from, um, you know, uh, Asperger's and autism around the spectrum and stuff. I think we started getting a more real sense of that. And, I, and, and again, whether you like... Um, certain portrayals are not. Um, Jim Parsons has won Emmys for this, you know, portraying a character who is clearly on the spectrum, um, you know, on Big Bang Theory. And here we see an, another child on the spectrum. Hero pointed a good point out. All the kids on the bus, the, um, you know, especially the, the, the little vampire, um, 
that is a hundred percent spot on. Like it's, you're not sitting there going, Oh, they're making fun of it. They're not making fun. I think that's the whole thing too. When you're, when you treat things seriously and respect, you can sometimes broach a topic that people are a little afraid of. Well, it makes um, it more horrific too. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this, and this is one of the hard things we deal with. I mean, I, well, I said I deal with, uh, uh, you know, with as being an educator and stuff, we have to talk with kids. Um, I mean, serious, I mean, uh, about, um, you know, suicide and things like that. And like, you know, drug use and all that stuff like that. All those things that become, you know, become the norm, which is a shame to, to having to deal with, um, you know, and, and within the school setting, we deal with, uh, you know, kids who are, who feel, uh, you know, rejected and outcast and all this different stuff. And then we deal with the kids who you know, mentally are dealing with whatever else is kind of there. We now can have that. If you treat things seriously in, in, in film and, and media, you can now start to broach some of those topics, you know, more seriously. And it's a, you're able to actually have, you know, something out there for it. Whereas it used to be, I mean, if you look at back some of the eighties films, you know, uh, you know what they would like. That kid's a spaz. That kid's a whatever. You know, like. Well, then, if you then, then the... after that, it they, it would become like more after school, especially where they mm-hmm. were like, oh, we have to explain what this is, and in this movie, by this time, it just is. You know, the yeah. characters yes, just exactly. are, yeah. and it goes along, and it, much to the benefit of the realism of the movie. I mean, I, I love this movie. This is this is Realism. I haven't seen this in a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, have not having seen this movie in a couple of years. This is one of those ones that's nice to go back to and revisit. Um, you know, uh, by way of I mean, I love anthologies too. I mean, I've been always yeah. been a huge anthology kind of guy, being a, an EC comic fan growing up. You know, kind of thing. But this movie definitely has that old feel to it, um, while not feeling dated. You know what I'm saying? Um, where I think. Sometimes you watch like, especially like the Trick or Treat, the one we, the the one from '86. That's clearly from the '80s, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. No. I mean, you, you, you know, no. Well, this like, has this does have the '90s uh, Pulp Fiction aspect to it, which a lot of people are doing, but it doesn't really stand out as such because right. it works in the anth. It's <clears throat> actually a re- just a really good. It's better than most of the like Pulp Fiction ripoffs, you know, that tried to do it because it actually works a lot. It makes sense with this with an anthology format. Yeah. All right, I've got I've got a I've got a question for the floor. <clears throat> okay, so they put on the he guy he puts on the nature special, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I just labeled his, that. I no. Well, first nature. off, why? Okay, no, but, you know what that made me think of? That made me think of back in the day in Howell Antiquity of High School. Okay. A little company called ECW ran their first pay-per-view, and it was called Barely Legal. And our friend Bob had a VHS copy of it, which scrawled in his terrible handwriting on the label just said Barely Legal. Oh, Jesus. Realize what people are going to realize when they see this, right? (laughs) Yeah. But be that as it may. I I think it was called Nature Special because that was their euphemism for watching it. They didn't want to say they were watching it. 
I mean, I get that. What I'm saying is, it's it, it's not like he's living at home with his mom, where he's got to like has nature special, and she's like, oh, it must be his. You know, where like, yeah, uh, no, they're kind of lame. That's why they're they're she's lame. fucking lame. Oh, she. Well, no, I hate but, Halloween. Although her <laughs> robot costume is the same one as I had when I was a kid. That was almost Cat-coded, baby. It's, it's very it's very similar to the astronaut costume my middle son has yes but uh, the uh, my, my question is the the nature special because we only see a glimpse of it is that a pro shot or is that an amateur because I thought with it with it not having a, a label on the case or something maybe it was an amateur tape that they did and that's no, what they no. watched or not her tits but, not that she, big she's, yeah that's what I'm saying we only see it for a second it's like well maybe you know maybe it's like. You know, they sprayed him with, co- with compressed air or something like that video. I studied, that, uh, I studied the tape. Diaz. It's, it's, studied it's the a tape? professional film. All right. Excellent. Good. <laughs> that was, uh, I, I was thinking about it. I didn't want to go and just rewatch the We're... scene over and over again because I already was holed up in my room by myself. You know, I don't want to be getting... What are you doing up there, Luke? Um, um, research. Don't come in. <laughs> don't come in. <laughs> Hulk, I'm busy. Hulk, don't come in yet. Hulk, Hulk busy. Don't come in. No. I thought I was hoping Hero was going to be like back alley, back alley bimbos. 15, no, I, 1994. Actor Sluts 9. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the hottest porno ever. Um, yeah. I, no, uh, it looked like generic. Midgets, Midgets covered in coleslaw. Is that love too, Dad? Is that love too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a great sort of South Park. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so. uh, no, my recollection, honestly, I'd have better luck with 70s and 80s titles. That yeah. looked like that was a, a 2000s title. Yeah. No, yeah, but same, but I... When they were able to tastefully yeah. capture just about the two seconds of above the waist footage, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. They, they yeah. got the R-rated hotel room yeah. cut. The R-rated boobs. Yeah. You get the X-rated hotel rooms now. They don't give a shit. Yeah, but I mean, back in the old day, back in the old days, actually, there were pay-per-views on cable, and I remember my le- the lesbian drummer in our band. They ordered one, and it was a porno movie that had been cropped. And yep. fuzz. Well, they actually do. They they actually film for both. They film for the X-rated version, and they they will film uh, scenes for softcore as well for that specific reason for distribution to places that won't show X-rated right, content. Right. Got to make your money. There you go, folks. You learned that today, so you yeah. can take that to the bank. Happy Don't Halloween. Tell blood, <laughs> bank. <laughs> blood bank. I just I feel like I feel like He-Man should be walking out right now. Like in today's episode, children, we learn that there's two cuts of pornographic material. It's like kids who come to the horror vault back and they're like, "It's a VHS tape, but it doesn't say anything on it." Well, except something in pencil that says "barely legal." <laughs> it's a, I, it's a I fine. Like, I'd like to point out that I think we all know there would be Orco probably doing that PSA. <laughs> I can't there are two different types of pornography that are shot at the same time. Actually, you know who it would be? It would probably be Fisto saying that. Fisto. <laughs> or Ram Man. Ram Man, yeah. If Fisto didn't have any PSAs, yeah, it'd be Ram Man. Yeah, yeah. Fisto did not get any PSAs. Although everyone knows they wanted Teela to say it, so it's okay. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm all about that sorceress, baby. Yes, he looks with me. Actually, you know what? Hit that family tree. You get the sorceress and Teela. Yeah, that's uh, that's our oh, the Okay, I thought I thought you were thinking Evil Lynn. I was like, because oh, Evil Lynn, Evil Lynn too. Come on, they're the, the, they you know, the well, exact yeah, you, just with different heads. You know what they say? <laughs> you know what they say about the crazy chicks? They're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy, man. <laughs> 
Oh, they live out really the asylum. Yes, we are totally far afield. Is it? Anybody have final thoughts on any of these three? I Let haven't. Me. I haven't. I might have seen the the Donald Duck one when I was a little kid, but they were all brand new to me, and it was awesome prep for this show. I, I'm, I'm. Halloween's my favorite holiday, and getting this little triple play was pretty awesome. It's fun. It was out of nowhere. I was I was expecting them to be fun, but I wasn't expecting them to be as good as they were. There's worse ways to spend three hours of your time. Oh you yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I was updating yeah. you guys with my my eating while I was watching all these things. <laughs> it's like I got Captain Crunch, Crunchberries ready to go here watching Trick or Treat. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how I roll. Oh, the, yeah. uh, this, this was this was an absolute hoot. Like I said on <clears throat> the earlier one. Just a chance to, to sit down and watch these. These were great, and now uh, they, it, Halloween is is a, a special time of year. You start it, to me, Halloween starts the holiday season. You know, because mm-hmm. you get Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and New Year's, and so it, it all starts the ball rolling. Yeah. Things are starting. We're finally getting some autumny weather here in South Carolina, thanks to the hurricane. So uh, you know, uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. So it's Fine. it's it's finally time I think to start breaking out the the the, the scary spooky movies with leaves on the ground and, and oh, enjoy yeah. it. These yep. these these three are great Halloween viewing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was nice, you know, to get to watch things. That I mean, I can honestly tell you is um, we watched the 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 Donald Duck one is part of the um, Disney Halloween treat which we watch all year round. It is a favorite in this house. Uh, my daughter also loves Witch's Night Out. Um, which is uh, a oh, classic yeah. one. We were, yeah, That's great. Which is Night Out's outstanding. And my daughter loves it. And we actually, she'll sing the songs from that. And from the, the, the as, as catchy as the songs might be from Trick or Treat from 86, um, I dare you not to get the Donald Duck song stuck in your skull after oh watching God, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trick or treat, trick or treat, and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna murder somebody." Yeah. <laughs> and you just, you just want to go like, you just want to strangle somebody because it's just so catchy. Because they knew what they were doing. You know, Disney's no, they're not, they're not dumb. They know they can get something stuck in your skull, and you'd be like, "God, get it out, get it out, get it out," you know, kind of thing. It just drives you nuts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's we watch that every year. We watch that all the time. In fact, you know, I've seen that probably seen that three or four times already this year alone. Um, that cartoon because it's part of the Disney treat and it's also on. Um, it's just one of those Disney Halloween cartoons. Um, I always think of like the skeleton dance from Silly Symphonies. Um, you know, the other things like that. Uh, so. It is fun to watch. I definitely enjoyed watching Trick or Treat from '86 again. I think I, you know, I saw it saw it once a long, long time ago. We had a bootleg from Chiller Theater way back in the day when we went down. Um, when Chiller actually wasn't just a swap meet of horse shit, um, you know, it actually was a horror convention um, and and a model show. And then of course Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat, the Michael Doherty one. I mean, I actually like Krampus. I know a lot of people didn't like Krampus, but to me, Krampus seems like the you know is the companion piece to this it's the same guy it's you know kind of thing and i know people kind of shit on that movie but i enjoyed it and i liked it well again yeah i mean people shit on it and whatever and they were like oh i hate this hate this hate this and i'm like yeah i liked it and it's you know you're like you know everyone's out there with their opinion but to me it's one of those things that it's like when i think about halloween time you know i think about watching again horror movies i'm you know in the midst of my 31 for 31 um i think i'm 20 movies deep already not even counting tv episodes and stuff like i'm episodes are like whatever yeah i'm 20 deep thanks for all the holidays we've had so um it's it's what do you call it? it's just nice to you know watch a 
movies that most people wouldn't, you know, these are people that most normal people wouldn't want to watch this stuff, but we enjoy this stuff for a reason. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think they've established we're not normal. Um, so, (laughs) or those norms, you know, kind of normal, all you horror muggles out there. Uh, Why was Hank Hill saying that? There's some muggles here, man. I tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to kick Hill your ass is, is what I'm going to do. Because Hank Hill is awesome. I love Hank Hill, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other parting and, thoughts? And Hank Hill liked Halloween, remember? He loved Halloween. That was his favorite holiday. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess about the only thing, if anyone else doesn't have anything else to say, is I think we just need to say, Happy Halloween! <laughs> Enjoy your Halloween, or I will kill you. (laughs) All right, kick the fast. Well, (laughs) believe in magic, or I'll kill you. (laughs) People don't use "or I will kill you" enough at the end of sentences. Keep your keep your pumpkins lit. Get your candy ready, and uh, be nice to all the little ghosts and goblins out there. Or I'll kill you. Thank you. Ghouls and goblins come around. You better. All right. shop at amazon.com please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there if you use this link to go to amazon and then you shop two true freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra so you get to shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time visit our website at twotruefreaks.com two true freaks is always spelled t-w-o T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.